This podcast is sponsored by JList.com. On JList.com, you can shop from a constantly evolving catalog of anime merchandise, such as toys and books, Japanese snacks, anime computer games, and so much more. Support this podcast and visit JList.com for all of your anime shopping needs. I will say I do not advocate violence. I am now a man of peace. Uh Uh-huh. So what I learned from that story is that your sister is a civilized human being. Yes. And you are a hooligan. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Welcome to the 288th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Wherever you're listening from, whatever you're doing, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you listening today. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by a single manly co-host, Kazuo. (laughs) Yes, it is good to be here, Mitsugi. I am feeling ultra manly today. I've got my beer. I've got Goku. I've got the dude from Attack on Titan. Is that a dude I can't really it's see? Levi. Levi. Cool. I haven't watched that show, but I probably should. Yeah. Oh, well. That's an animatics anonymous confession right there. Yeah, my bad. And on this co- in this podcast, Cosmo, we only have one mission. What's that mission? To make your anime addiction worse. Oh. So we're going to be trying to do that for the next two hours. So stay with us. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a fun time. On this episode, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Starting with our website, www.aaapodcast.com. You can find all of our shows on there, past episodes, and also our, also our forum, which is always buzzing with activity. You can also find us on iTunes. Please drop us a five-star review on iTunes if you like the podcast. We are drastically low on five-star reviews. I think we have one more after this week's, so we, and then our streak will be no more. So we need we need uh, we need we need a little bit of help. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can tweet us at AAA Kazuo. We're also at uh, AAA Podcast and at Elise Kova for Chiaki, although she's not here. And um, you can also find us live on UStream every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Although we will be back on YouTube whenever they decide that we can go back on YouTube because <laughs> they banned us from yeah. there. And also, of course, we're on Patreon, so if you want to check out our Patreon page, you can do that at, p- at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash A-A-A podcast. And I just recorded one another one of our panels to be released on Patreon. The Traveling to Japan for $3,500 or less panel will be available for those of you that join up on there. That's a good and panel. I'm, it is good. And I'm also going to release both of the PowerPoints, both for that and for the Many Breasts Inside Japanese Clubs panel. <laughs> So you can see the PowerPoint presentations also. There was a, there was a packed house when we did that uh, Many Breasts Inside Japanese Oh, oh come clubs. on. I mean, I could have done that panel at 3.30 in the morning, and it still would have had 200 people. Because everyone likes breasts. What can I say? It's true. It's, it's a fact. So I have two brand new figures here in front of me. The, uh, a couple of my Japanese friends, Chiaki and my friends from Japan, send us a really nice gift. Um, it is Mitsugi's birthday coming up 
uh, actually tomorrow, so it's a little bit timely, but they sent a very nice figure of Goku, like, kind of standing on Shenlong, waving goodbye. I think it's like his death pose when he when Cell kills him, or when he dies fighting Cell, mm-hmm. I think. And then he's got, and then they sent a very nice figure of Levi riding a horse, like really high quality figures. So thank you to our Japanese friends. You guys are great. And for those of you watching live, the figures are sort of visible on the camera here. Uh, Today we're going to be doing a manly episode. We're going to be talking about our top manly anime. Kazuo is going to share some manly brawl stories with with you. The last time we did it, it was a fight that happened over Pokemon. So maybe... uh, (laughs) Maybe we can one that one up, but I doubt it. I've got I've got a few stories. I've got some good ones. And then we're going to be doing, yeah. And you shared some of those more perverted stories on our recent hentai episode. That is true. So we did we we traveled down Kazuo's. Uh, what was <laughs> the, it? The, the dark, seedy alley that is Kazuo's yeah, past. <laughs> I think it was the Tower of Naughty. <laughs> so yes. yeah, on Patreon you can get the yeah. fir- the first uh, the first of two episodes that involve the Tower of Naughty. That's true. We covered uh, number f- numbers five through three, and the f- first or the top two naughty stories are going to be on the next episode. So we're going to review. We're also going to do impressions on four more anime from the summer 2015 season. We're going to do Ushio Totora, God Eater, Makura no Danshi, and then an anime with the longest title I've ever seen. Shimoneta toiu gainen ga sonzai shinai taikutsu na sekai. So, thank God for living <laughs> in Japan for two years. <laughs> I read that. Um, another quick announcement before we get into uh, some other stuff: the fantasy football league for the podcast is full. It is full completely. There are no more. There are no more spots. And I, and I need to I need to call out two people here. I need Michael Cornish. If you're listening to this podcast, I need you to email me. I do not have your email address from for which to send you our league invitation. And also, Paul O'Malley, who was the winner of our character battle, I need you to email me so I can confirm that you received your character battle prize for JList.com. So that's Michael Cornish and Paul O'Malley. Please email me. <laughs> Sounds like we're making an announcement at school. Yeah. Uh, can someone please send Paul O'Malley to the principal's office? Trivia! So, trivia this week. The answer was Captain Harlock. The theme is spaceships, so it was a picture of Captain Harlock's spaceship. And the correct answers were were Arcadia, Fish Food 34, Die Shalactin, Shakespeare, Karma Assassin, Manly Mudkip, Alchemist 007, The Engineer, Astrophysics, Captain Avatar, Yotaru Vegeta, Friend, Icy Rose, Chibi Rob, and Tachibana Mizutani. And the winner for the week, Chibi Rob. So, good job. Good job, Chibi Rob. You are the man this week. And the in-show trivia question, Kazuo. Ah, yes. Of course, as you guys know, we do our trivia on the forum, or on the uh, website, I should say. And then in the show, we have our own little trivia that we'll answer at the end. The question for today is, in Miyazaki's film, Nausicaa the Valley of the Valley of the Wind, what is the name of Nausicaa's small fox squirrel? So mm. you know she has that really little orange squirrel that kind of runs all over her shoulders and stuff. Now, Nausicaa is another one of those uh, n- names of an anime that people pronounce differently. Yeah, I say Nausicaa. Right. Is, that's uh, how you actually say it. Really? Well, that's how you say it if you were speaking the Jap- Japanese uh, pronunciation. Interesting. I mean, it's either Nausicaa or, Na- or Nausicaa. Yeah. I think, can't think of any other possible way to say it. No, I, see, I've always said Nausicaa. Well, I'm okay with both, Yeah. honestly, but I just... After hanging out with Cram for two years, I I pretend to I'm, I pronounce things more like the Japanese way. Right. So, oh, so I just say Naoshka, whatever. It's yeah. 
I'm it's, just, a, it's a great movie no matter how you pronounce her name. I'm an uncultured gaijin. Did you know, Kazo, that back in the day on Facebook, I actually proposed my love and an undying affection to Naushka. I wanted to, to, to take her hand in marriage on Facebook. <laughs> okay. But um, she, this is, a, this is a confession, anime addict's confession, she rejected me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. She said she was already married to the forest. <laughs> That's true. That's what she said. Yeah, I could see that. So, I like to think that... Uh, she's uh, pr- she's yeah. probably smelly anyways. You don't want to <laughs> mess with that. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag, 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 bag. Oh, uh, yeah. If you would like to sit to submit a an anime mailbag, you bag, can do bag. so at our website, www.aaapodcast.com. There's a mailbag button. We're only two months behind, so submit mailbags. It'll be good. This first mailbag is written by a person whose name looks like a lizard man from Ultima Online, which is just like a lots of a huge collection of random L's, L's, R's, and S's all crammed together. Is it Arleisei? Arleisei? That's something like that. I appreciate that you handled that for me. It's a two-part question. Part one, what sort of anime goods do you tend to enjoy buying online? I tend to only buy art books. Um, would like to send you a picture of my growing anime collection. Whoa, you could send a picture to uh, to hosts at aaapodcast.com or to any of the AAA host names at gmail.com. Sure. So, yeah. Or you could send it to uh, our Twitter, yeah. AAA Podcast, yeah. on Facebook. Just share it there. That way we can share it with all of the other yeah. followers on there. If you share it on Twitter, I will retweet it. So I like figures. You know, before I went to Japan, I never bought and I didn't have any figures. None. I had nothing. Hmm. And now this studio is literally littered with figures. Yes, they are everywhere. I Yeah, I don't really purchase a lot of like anime memorabilia. Um, if I were, though, I would definitely want to get like a ton of figures and have just like a shelf with like each shelf, de- uh, you know, dedicated to a different show. Like having like every Dragon Ball character on one shelf. That's pretty epic. That'd be pretty sweet. You yes. Know? So that, that would be something I would want to do, but... I have a cat, and she knocks things over. How about one of those? <laughs> how about one of those glass cases where people build like lights into them, like display oh, yeah. cases, and then that way you could close it, and the cat couldn't get in there and mess That's with them. That's a good point. That's a good idea. You could have like a whole display case for a whole one anime, or have like just one shelf, you know, in each, in each case devoted to an anime. Yeah, that's an idea. I, like I, th- I think that display case is probably going to cost you like three hundred bucks, though. Yeah, they're pretty expensive. So I um I like figures, as I said. I we probably have twenty or thirty of them in the podcast studio right now. So, um, but all of, all of my anime things are contained to the podcast studio. If you look anywhere else in my house, there's not any podcast. There's no anime stuff anywhere, other than maybe some video games. But I I I actually I casually collect anime cells. I have several that I think are really nice. I, I tend to only buy expensive ones, and then when I do, I usually frame them. So I have. Probably like four, maybe five, what I would call nice anime cells. Yeah, there's you got one, some pretty sweet ones. There's one right behind me on the wall of La Feel from Crest of the Stars, which is not an easy anime to find cells from, and it's got a lot of glare on it right now from our podcast cameras. But Below that, was, below that one is one of my favorite cells that yeah. you have. The uh, great teacher Onizuka, him just yelling at the camera. Yeah, here, I hand it to you. The, the great teacher Onizuka cell, him screaming. That is actually signed by Steve Bloom. What? <laughs> I'm just going to hold this in front of my face for the rest of the podcast. Oh, that's pretty funny, pretend, actually, yeah. <laughs> pretend it's me. 
So, except that uh, when Steve Bloom signed that, he had no idea what that anime was. He, really? Oh yeah. Well, wait, oh yeah. Well, look at the quote that he wrote on the front. <laughs> he just put ah. He put ah like like a bunch of a's like he's yelling. Here, I'll let you remount that. I don't want to okay. screw up your cell. Okay. Um, why don't you read the second half of the question while I figure out how to put this back on the wall? Yes, absolutely. The second uh, part of our Leise's question was, are there any anime from the past that you haven't seen but would be interested in seeing today if given the opportunity? And my answer to that question is, yes, of course. There yeah. are way too many anime yeah, lots. from the past that I'd love to see. There's just no time. Um, and I did mention earlier in the show, but one show that is in the recent past that um, is Attack on Titan. I've never seen it. It's not that old. Yeah. It's short. That's what I'm saying. It's probably the most recent one that I'm like, man, I really do need to get around to seeing that. Well, you know, there's there will be a sequel eventually, a second right. season or whatever. So I imagine you could jump on that, you know, before the new one comes out, whenever that happens. Yeah. It's not that. How long is it? 25, 24 episodes, oh, something like that. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch that I have been meaning to watch, but they're all long. And that's that's my barrier to entry. It's like if it's long, I keep just not never going to get to it. Mm-hmm. So one of them is Captain Harlock. I have not seen a speck of Captain Harlock at all, and this is probably another anime addict's confession. But I have seen not a minute of Legend of the Galactic Heroes, not even a minute of that, and I'm told it's unbelievable. I have not seen very much of the old Gundam stuff at all. And then when I was and then when I was thinking of anime to talk about today, Cosmo on this podcast for this for our manly our manly topic. Yeah. I ran into some that I had meaning to, had been meaning to watch but I haven't seen them in that and those were Baki the Grappler okay, and yeah. Crying Freeman. Oh yeah, those are a couple of classic manly anime yeah. that yeah. I've seen um a bit of Baki the Grappler but that was a long time it ago. Look pretty badass. Yeah. But you know, I was I was going to watch some of it but it's a whole like 26 episodes and I was just like I don't have time. There's no time. There's too much good anime coming out now. Yeah. There's just no time to do it. I, I did finish a Wadi no Seraph the other, the other night. At least the first season. So th- that's what I did instead of watching Baki the Grappler. All right. The second mailbag is from Eddie Ez, who's in the chat. What's up? Eddie Ez writes, Hello, anime addicts. A few years ago, Mitsugi called a sermon for the Church of Mitsugi, and I don't think that you have done another such topic devoted to the church opting only for the occasional outburst from the Pope. Can we ever hope to hear the hollowed homily of the Church of Mitsugi and its pious Pope? Such a sermon may sway me to the to slay the Moe scum from my soul. I wow. am a huge fan of alliteration, Eddie S. So I, I greatly appreciate that question and the way you worded it. Well, I'm gonna I'm going to um prop I'm gonna promptly punctuate a response. To the, ah. to the, you see what I did there? <laughs> to uh, of course that happened. Of course, these alliterations just start with the letter P are brutal for my microphone. So you know, I don't know if that's in the works. It's not currently planned, but I uh, won't. I won't rule anything out. We'll say we'll, we'll put it like that. I wanted to have an episode where Chiaki and I just battle back and forth for like an hour, but I wasn't really sure. Like de- oh, we could have it. We could have like a presidential debate. Yes, that's what I wanted to do exactly. I'll be the moderator. Yeah, I'll be like, you guys did one minute to respond, and you know, yeah, the whole thing. I want to do that, so I don't know if that'll really happen. But Maybe that could be like a Patreon tier. I know we've got... <laughs> I know, don't we have like a, a sumo idea. wrestling tier? <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a sumo <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, we'll rent sumo sumo suits and battle in the in the squelching fl- Florida heat. That's going to have to happen in like December. That's amazing. Because you're never going to get me in that suit uh, otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's not a bad idea for a Patreon tier. I, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that in my little mental database. Okay. Uh, So... 
let's see. I guess the next question. Do you want me to go ahead and read that one? Why don't you go ahead and do that? All right. So next up is a question from Yotaru Vegeta. And uh, he says, in honor of Christopher Lee, who is not only acting but making music into his 90s, who are your favorite wizards, warlocks, and spellcasters? I'm assuming he means in anime specifically. But I um, guess... Well, that's kind of what I interpreted it yeah. as. Now, Christopher Lee was um, a famous actor. He was he played... um, What's his name in Lord of the Rings? He was the bad guy. Saruman? No. Yes, Saruman. Um, so Which he, Saru means monkey in Japanese, so whenever I just think of Monkey Man. <laughs> monkey Man. He played Monkey Man. So he's basically basically Goku. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. No, he's not at all. <laughs> but um and he was also he is also a in like a death metal band in his nineties. What? Yeah. Dude was insane. <laughs> That's really weird. That guy sounds cool. But yeah, I see you had a few different oh, yeah, man. uh people listed on here that were your favorite. I could only think of one, so I'll let you give yours and then I will give the greatest wizard warlock spellcaster character of all time in anime wow okay of well, all I'm looking time. forward to hearing this so i put deedlet from right from record of lodos because deedlet is mad hot i mean if you have never looked up if you've never seen a picture of deedlet just just google it d-e-e-d-l-i-t and she's um she's super hot so i don't know what else to say but she's pretty cool too nanoha is one of my favorites and i was just glad that in the recent nanoha vivid which is a "Quote unquote," I'm on our outline. Horrible shit show. <laughs> um, I was just glad that they didn't really bastardize Nanoha herself because she's barely even in the show. So thank God they didn't turn her into like a panty shop machine. And then I wrote Yubaba from Spirited Away. Hmm. You know, because she's pretty cool, and she's got like a twin. Right. I don't know. They were probably like, you know, pretty badass when they were younger. And you know, doing doing like some twin action, playing jokes on the on the palace guards. I don't know. Somebody should make a fan fiction of you, Baba, and her twin. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up pictures of the person that I chose, and oh shit, <laughs> and it's amazing. Okay, so, so let's see. Oh, did you go through everyone? I think oh, I did. One more. No, that was it. Oh, okay. So the ultimate, uh, like oh. witch, magic person, whatever you want to call them, yeah. of all time in any anime ever. Is fortune teller Baba from Dragon oh Ball? Oh my god, she's awesome! <laughs> that is that is ridiculous. Yes, she's. If, for those that don't recall, she's got the giant uh, um, crystal ball that she uses to view in on the Saiyan fights when they come to Earth and start fighting the Z Z warriors. You, man, man, you just gotta get those Dragon Balls. You gotta get, gotta get them all. Is it weird to say that I just want more balls? <sighs> Don't we all? Yeah, who doesn't? Don't we all? So, okay, so someone in the chat, it was Ustreamer62101, uh, said Lena Inverse, and I, and I shit you not, on, my, on the outline here, it says, I wrote, and I wrote, and I quote, and even though Slayers tends to be crap a lot of the time, I like Lena Inverse. That's what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's a spunky little feisty magic user. I, I, I appreciate a little Slayers now and then. So I actually did. I actually forgot. You were right. I did miss one. So I remember I watched. Um, I was uh, on vacation in Puerto Rico, and I was staying with some family. And I was uh, watching TV one evening, and they had some anime channel, and Slayers was on, but like in Spanish. <laughs> well, it is. It, I mean, it 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 was a big show. So it, yeah. I mean, it got translated into a lot of languages. I mean, Slayers is. It's got very long series and a bunch of movies, and I mean, it's it's popular. Yeah. Okay, so this next one's a pretty short mailbag submitted by Mike Mnemonic. Has there ever been any kind of claymation created in Japan? Well, yes, there has been, in fact. 
Funny you should ask, Mike Mnemonic. Funny you should ask. So, um, yes, I, actually, oddly enough, there's a show that I'm going to be doing impressions on today, later on, that uh, the studio that worked on it is UFO Table. And UFO Table is known to utilize claymation in several of their anime. Um, some of those are Ninja Nonsense, uh, Futsakoi Alternative, Coyote Ragtime Show, Gakuen Utopia, Manabi Straight, Tales of Symphonia, and Karano Kyokai. They all, all of those shows have bits where they use claymation throughout it. So, can we, can we just back up a second? Sure. Did you say Futakoi? Yeah. That sound. I would bet anything. That's a that's a hentai. Ah, interesting. Let's find out. Futa Futanari. Futakoi alternative. Koi Never means, heard of it. Koi means love in Japanese. Survey says. Oh my god. I don't. Uh, twin I don't love know. alternative. Wow. Wait, is it a hentai? Uh, I'm scroll down to the age rating on that. Uh, PG-13, no, PG-13, not a hentai. Not a hentai. Okay, so I found a couple also. They're they are directed by. If you just Google this, you'll find it. But it's it's um it's one. The first one here is directed by Ta- Takashi Miike. It's called The Happiness of the of the Katakuris, and this is some messed up shit. If you want to see something really bizarre, really bizarre, Google The Happiness of the Katakuris, and I'm gonna. Put this in the chat so people can can click on the link and watch it. It's weird. This is some weird. This is some weird twisted stuff. And then there are two of them by by Koji Yamamura that are that were noteworthy on the on the website Fandor.com. One titled "The Sandwiches" and one titled "A House," and they're both really bizarre. All three of these that I mentioned are under four minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a. And we were discussing this earlier. I'm not a huge fan of claymation. Like I, I appreciate the hard work that it takes to create something like that, but it just looks so weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't get into it. It's been, it's been done well in the past. I mean, the Nightmare Before Christmas was done, and I think completely completely claymation. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it looks amazing. But I mean, they they had the best people in the whole world doing it, probably, and mm-hmm. they had a ton of money. Oh, I'm sure, and it's a Disney movie, and so that you know that there's unbelievable staff and money behind it. But generally speaking, I don't really care for it either because I just think it looks. Yeah. Although, although I have a soft spot for some of those Christmas like Christmas cartoons that are claymation. There's one of this like one about Rudolph, one about snow, one about. Um, oh yeah, with uh, uh, Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, there's a few, there, and there's been some recent movies that have done that. Yeah, Nightmare Before Nightmare Before Christmas had an 18 million dollar budget back in '93. So. Oh my God. So yeah, it was it definitely cost a pretty penny to Eight, make that. 18 million dollars buys a lot of clay. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, we got another one, another question here. Okay, uh, yeah, you want me to go ahead and read that one? Go ahead. Okay, so this one comes from Nuriko Kang, and it reads, What are your thoughts on the Capellion series? I think it's amazing, but it doesn't get much love, sort of like Black Lagoon. Capellion. Well, neither of us have seen this. No. But I know that back in episode 218, Chiaki and Cram reviewed Capellion, and they gave it a 2 out of 5. So they didn't like it. Yeah, I looked it up online because I haven't seen it either. But according to its my anime list score, uh, it's not looking good. It's standing at a six point five six, which I believe ranks it somewhere between hot street trash and dumpster spaghetti. It's somewhere really? in that range. I can't be sure though. Dumpster spaghetti. Yes, I've never it's, heard that before. It's it's pretty low on on the list. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Now don't hate us. I haven't seen it. All I know about Capellian is that it's about girls that are trying to rescue people from like a radioactive zone, and there's a green sort of like a green tint on a lot of these, on a lot of the shots. 
But my opinion is take it with a grain of salt. I've never seen it. So that's yeah. it for the mailbags. All right. Good mailbags, guys. We done good. Keep them coming. Love these mailbags. So I did a poll on our website recently. You know, I do a lot of um, a lot of administrative polls on the website. I like to, you know, I like to get really nice information f- to use in creating the show. So I oftentimes will ask people questions such as, do you have any suggestions for the podcast? What is your favorite segment? What could we do better? And then this time I said, how long? I, I, I asked this question a long time ago, but I wanted to do, wanted to do it again. I said, how long do you think our podcast should be? Because I get people asking me all the time. People saying, "Oh, don't rush the podcast. Don't make it two hours." And people were then I then I hear then I hear people saying, "Oh, two hours is such a long time commitment. I can't handle it." <laughs> and I'm and I just don't know. So I asked, and I stopped the poll after 130 people voted. So there's a lot of a lot of data here, and approximately only two only two percent of you said one hour. Wow, that's crazy because a lot of podcasts are one hour. Yes, I know. Supposedly, the ideal length for a podcast is 45 minutes, hmm. and I've never known that to be true, but that's just me. Yeah, most of the ones I listen to are an hour on the dot, just about. Um, the next bracket was one and a half hours. 10.6% of people said one and a half hours, hmm. and two hours, which is, how, which is how long our current format is, 38% said two hours, All so right. that, make, that makes us pretty much right on the dot, and then approximately 47% of people said either two and a half hours or three hours long with, with one quarter of you saying this podcast should be three hours. Jesus. Wow. That's insanity. But I will say that after we throw the after party in every other week and then the hentai episode in every other week for the Patreon people, we're doing three hours a week anyway. Oh yeah. So yeah, last, last week we did a hentai episode the regular episode, then the after show. Yeah. So that was a long one. It was well over three hours, yeah. maybe three and a half hours. So basically the moral of the story is nearly all of you want the podcast to be at least two hours long, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I'm okay with that, but don't expect it to get a whole lot longer than it currently is. That's all I have to say about that. So we are going to go to a news break. And when we come back, we're going to be doing our manly segment, talking about some of the manliest anime that, that you could ever watch. And then we're going to be doing a bunch of impressions later. We're going to be doing impressions on Ushio Totora, yes. God Eater, yes. Makura no Danshi, and then the longest anime title ever, Shimoneta to Iyu Gainen ga Sonzai Shinai Taikutsu na Sekai, <laughs> which eventually I'll translate that for you. Uh, and then we'll be back after the news break, so stay tuned. This is Mitsugi, and it's time for your first anime news break. Getting things started, the success rate for Attack on Titan continues to surpass everyone's expectations. It was revealed by Aiga.com recently that Hajime Isayama's Attack on Titan manga has recently surpassed the 50 million copies sold mark, meaning that there are now 50 million copies printed of the manga worldwide. In addition to this, there are 2.5 million copies of the manga circulating in English. So it seems like Isayama's Attack on Titan continues to be a massive success. In addition, 
The film industry in Japan is estimating that the live-action Attack on Titan movie is going to make approximately $40.3 million, or 5 billion yen, in Japan alone. So, it looks like Attack on Titan is still the hottest anime out at this moment. Next up, we have some Studio Ghibli news. Disney announced recently that it's going to be releasing a Blu-ray box set of Studio Ghibli works titled The Collected Works of Hayao Miyazaki. It's going to feature 11 films, including The Castle of Cagliostro, Naushka, Laputa, Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, Polko Rosso, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Housewitting Castle, Ponyo, and The Wind Rises. So, for those of you that have been wanting to buy the Studio Ghibli films on Blu-ray but just could not afford the Japanese editions, perhaps this box set collection by Disney will be a little bit more affordable for you. So, look out for this coming in the future. Well, Hollywood is at it again. Tom Cruise has been pitching an idea for a sequel to the film Edge of Tomorrow when he met with Edge of Tomorrow screenwriter Christopher McQuarrie and Edge of Tomorrow director Doug Lehman. The original Edge of Tomorrow film was pretty financially successful, making $100 million in the United States and $269 million internationally, making the film a financial success. However, it will, it's remaining to be seen if they will actually make an Edge of Tomorrow sequel film of the, of the light novel All You Need Is Kill by Hiroshi Sakurazaka. So for those of you that were big fans of the Edge of Tomorrow movie, keep your eyes on the news to hear more about this from Warner Brothers. Finally, Bandai Namco Entertainment announced that it is going to be releasing a Tokyo Ghoul video game for the PS Vita in Japan on October 1st. The game is titled Tokyo Ghoul Jail, and the game will feature a story that is different from the original manga, and it will have a unique protagonist as well, whose name is Ryo. The, the game is going to take place after the battle of the Aogiri tree in the 11th now, ward. That was your Rio second works news break. Kaneki time to accomplish to a certain podcast. goal based on dialogues and the relationships built with other characters from the manga series, such as Ken, Kaneki, and others. The game's ending will, have, will be different, so you can somewhat control the ending of the game. For those of you that are looking forward to more content from the Tokyo Ghoul franchise, this is a good opportunity for you. However, whether the game will be released in the United States remains to be seen, but I guess those of you that, are, that like the franchise can remain hopeful. This has been your first anime news break. Now, back to the podcast. Mitsugi, I miss Japan. Me too. What do you miss most? Hmm, that's tough. I love the onsen, and there's nothing like that here in America. Also, I loved getting around on trains, but... Oh, I know. I'd miss the convenience stores. Oh? There's nothing like them here in America. All the wacky things you can find. Anime gummies, strange crackers, Kit Kats flavored like green tea. I even saw Cheetos flavored like Mountain Dew. What? Ew. Were they good? I don't know. I never got to try them, and now I never will. You know, now that you mention it, I think JList.com sent out some on their snack subscription a while back. Snack subscription? I joined to give me that little taste of Japan. Every month, they send you a random selection of Japanese snacks. It can be hit or miss on taste, but it's always fun to open your mailbox and see what you got. I miss the Japanese convenience stores, but hey, it's a little flavor of my Japanese adventures. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. JList.com, right? Mm-hmm. You can set it up as airmail or EMS. You can even buy it as a gift for someone else if you want. But you don't get to choose your own snacks? Well, no. Not as part of the snack subscription. 
It's a random grab. And hey, I think that's more fun. But if you want your pick, JList.com has dozens of snacks you can choose from and order a la carte. They're always getting more. So if you're craving something special, you never know if it'll come up. That settles it. I'll go to JList.com today. It's been way too long since I've eaten something octopus-flavored. And we are back to the 288th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Podcast. The manliest episode of all time. Very manly, I must yes. say. Of course, in our main topic, we're going to be going over our top 10, in no particular order, Yeah. Uh, manliest anime of all time. Yep. But I guess before we get to that, you wanted me to tell a story. Well, first, I wanted to, first, I want to do... The five-star review. Oh, this is very important. The five-star review is written by uh, Jax Jaggy, who writes, So I discovered this podcast and listened to episode 283 and was rolling at the music section. Side note, my alarm is totally resonance by TM Re- Revolution, and I start my day with the opening to Love Hina. That's awesome. <laughs> Which I might have the audio for if I can find it. All right. Okay. Let me take a moment. We have new forum members too, don't we? Yes, we do have new forum members. While you're looking for the audio, I will talk about them. Uh, so new forum members, of course, you can join our forum at aaapodcast.com slash forum. And uh, we've got some new members this week. We've got Dash the Tramp Fiend or Fane, uh, Futanari Overlord, Blue Sapphire Wolf, and Za Warudo. Za Warudo? Doesn't that sound kind of like a, like a like a Nintendo character? Uh, like Wario? Is that what you're getting at? I don't think exactly. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Futanari Overlord because wow. that's just so jacked up. That's awesome. I'll go with Blue Sapphire Wolf. It sounds like a Puzzle Dragons character, and I'm all over that. All right, so Kazuo, you told me earlier that you have a story to tell. Yes, I've got a, I've got a lot of stories. A manly story. Game. I've got uh, all kinds of stories. I've got manly stories. I've got see, see, a, a, a large portion of my life has has been spent. Either fighting or doing, oh, doing, uh, doing other things. <laughs> um, so you, uh, so I'm thinking I was promised epicness here. To and I said you're just a regular Kuwabara, aren't you? I don't know about that. I'm see, okay. So let's hear the story. See, I'm Kuwabara. Uh, uh, in my old age, I have become a man of peace, but in my youth, I courted war. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Courted <laughs> War. Courted War. Where's that? From? That's a line from a movie. I don't know. It sounds like Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> but, all, right, um, all right. So tell your story. Okay. So on the last last uh, the last the fight story I told you guys was the Pokemon one where the kid stole my, my uh, Game Boy. Which will live in infamy. That was a fun story. <laughs> this one um, doesn't involve anything like nerd related. Um, this was, I think I was in middle school at the time. And I was in this after-school program. It was like a park that you would go to after school, and they had like basketball courts and playgrounds and things like that, and all the kids would go to until their parents picked them up. Um, and so I was playing basketball um, on the basketball courts. It was me and this one other kid who was younger. I think he was like a, a year younger or something Oh, so you're like beating that. up on kids younger than you? No, no, no. Oh, he, was, okay. he, was on, he was on my team. He was on my team. Okay, okay, okay. The yeah. other team was two other kids from my class. Um, I don't remember one of their names, but I do remember one of them was, his name was JB 
and um, he was like on the football team, very athletic kid. Uh-huh. He was uh, in Taekwondo and stuff like that. And we were playing basketball. It was two on two. And they kept fouling the little kid on my team. And so. What the hell? Yeah. So, like, of course. Like like dirty fouls? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like and I was like, guys, come on, fall. cut it out. You know, it's like he's a, he's a little kid. You know, take it easy on him and stuff like that. And they just kept doing it. So b- being being raised by the moral code of Goku, <laughs> I had to do what I had to do. So, 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 so you're walking the path of righteousness. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so uh, me and JB end up. <laughs> oh, I love this. B comment in the chat says, Kazuo, you must protect your Kohai. <laughs> There's also a comment from Heather Jar- Jar- Ka- uh, Jaworski who said... <laughs> Who who said who Kuabara gets his ass kicked too much? Yeah, that's okay, true. so that's true. So let me fix it. Yeah. So on, along the scale of of uh, Yusuke Urameshi, how about mm-hmm. that? Because he never loses. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, all right, Yusuke, all right, I'll to take finish it. your story. So all right, so you know I go up to the guy and he's like, at this point it's you know it's popping off and you know fight's about to go down, and the other dude kind of takes off the um the guy on the other team. JB's the one that I'm gonna end up fighting though, and he's the guy who's the football player and. You know, he's in Taekwondo and stuff, and he's, he's a black belt or whatever. He takes off. Yeah, the other guy doesn't want any of it. JB and me are going to throw down. So we're on the basketball court. Well, he abandoned his friend? <laughs> yeah, right? What There's a bitch. No, no loyalty amongst douchebags, apparently. Who knew? So uh, so it's me and JB, we're, and we're throwing down on the basketball court. And then it the fight, it's... It's like you would imagine, you know, those cartoons where like the two cartoon characters get into a fight and it's just like they're in like a ball of chaos and there's like dust and smoke kicking up. It's that kind of thing. It's just a wild like exchange. Like some Looney Tunes of, shit? Yeah, like some Looney Tunes stuff. There's just a wild exchange of fists and elbows and all kinds of stuff. And we're, we go from the basketball court all the way over to where there's like a playground area and like sand and stuff. And like he throws sand in my eyes and then I like roll him over and I'm just, and then we make our way all the way over to where there's like some trees and under the trees, there are like park benches, you know, um, like where you would have like a picnic or something. And my sister, my older sister is sitting at the park bench with her friend playing one of those like marble games where you like pick up the marbles and drop them along and then like go around. Chinese checkers or whatever, something like that. So she's playing with her friend and she sees me, at, at this point, I've got JB on his back and I'm like mounted him and I'm just like beating the crap out of him. And my sister sees and like runs over and like tries to pull me off of him, but can't. So her friend comes over and they so both. It's like a, so it's like a dog fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll break up the dog yeah. fight. So so her and her friend try to pull me off of him and I literally drag them like they're holding on to me. And I'm just I just I'm going after this kid. And at this point, he's terrified. <laughs> like, he's trying to get away. And, yeah, they ended up, the coach had to break me off of him and stuff like that. And I, I think I got suspended or something, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> wow. So. That's funny. Yeah. So, so you messed him up pretty good, right? Yeah. It was funny, though, because he was, like, um, bragging about He's like, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. And I'm like, okay, that's going to do you a lot of good when you're on your back. <laughs> so. We know that from Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah. When you're in an arm bar, <laughs> Taekwondo is not going to do anything for you. I will say I do not advocate violence. I am now a man of peace. Uh-huh. I would not dream of hurting anyone. The last fight I got into was weeks ago. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> Years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what I learned from that story is that your sister is a civilized human being. Yes. And you are a hooligan. I wasn't No, I was protecting the little kid and then I kind of became bloodthirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloodlust. 
All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, Mr. Bloodlust, why don't you kick us off with a couple of, our, of honorable mentions on our manly uh, list here? Yes, okay, so uh, we have a top ten, again, in no particular order, but in addition to that, there are three of each of ours that didn't quite make it into the top ten. Um, and I guess I'll start off, do you want me to go through all three of mine or just one at a time? I, I think since we have a lot here, it might be best to just kind knock of briefly knock out the honorable mentions and then we'll give a little more attention to the actual ones. Okay, sure. So honorable mentions that I had on my list were Helsing, which okay. is pretty freaking manly. If I'm, if All I'm the card honest. is a badass and that it, one girl is way hot. Yeah, What's for sure. Name? What is her name? Oh, that's a good I'm question. just going to type sexy girl Helsing <laughs> and she'll come right up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So we've got Helsing. That's on the list. Also, Afro Samurai. A dark horse in in it in it. Afro Samurai, very manly. Of course, Samuel L. Jackson playing Afro. Yeah. Anything he's in is manly. Uh then yep. and then also I have here a show that perhaps may not be manly in and of itself, but one of the main characters in there in the show is one of the most manly characters of all time. And that is Gurin Lagan. Oh, you're talking about Kamina? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, he he is his, manliness. His, outf- his outfit's kinda lame he, though. He bleeds manliness. By the way, the, that girl from Helsing, her name's Saris Victoria. God, she's so... Look at this picture. She's, she's, she's really hot. Hey, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> she got that Zetai Adioiki going on. Oh. I'm, I'm looking at the chat right now, and they're all saying things like, Kazuo is a demon. <laughs> Nowadays, you're a lover, not a fighter. Kazuo is like Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. Trouble always finds him. Kazuo has mended his ways. Yeah. So... I wouldn't hurt a fly unless that fly talked trash about my mom. Then I would beat the crap out of that fly. Yeah. <laughs> or about me, right? Uh, you got thick skin. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, my my honor, my honorable mentions here are Wicked City because the dude in Wicked City actually survives. One of the only male anime characters to ever survive a vagina dentata and speak about it. <laughs> and by vagina dentata, well, you can just Google that. And I wrote Shigurui because, God, the anime is so violent. Yeah. And just brutal. I mean, like, it's a, that, that's the kind of show where they don't have just blood squirting. They'll, like, show the or- like your organs sliding out and shit. It's, like, really, really hardcore. And then, for multiple reasons, perhaps an anime that maybe should have made the real list, I'm not sure, Rainbow... It was an anime that came out maybe four years ago about some guys that were in prison, and there's oh, like, whoa, there's whoa, like, this is gonna get weird. There's like all this manly code in Rainbow, and it's real dark and gritty and violent. And oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I've heard of this. It's definitely an interesting, a very unique anime. I, I recommend it for sure. Rainbow is a good show, and like everything about it is just manly as hell. So nice. It has it has like virtue. It has like righteous, virtuous heroes that are like some of them are in prison for free reasons or maybe they shouldn't really be there then it has like really really terrible villains that you can really root against it's just a good show it's quality cool uh, the name of the anime before rainbow call me kate in the chat is asking it's called shigurui and i'll write that in the chat for oh you. man yeah well, be careful with that one guys if it, it is oh. very very violent it's and gory not and even close to safe for work yeah that anime is like just be R, aware very r-rated um, it makes it makes Ninja Scroll look tame. Okay, let's <laughs> put it like that. Oh my god! So yeah, it's pretty bad. So um, starting on the starting off our on our in our no particular order list here. So why don't we just start with 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 some of the obvious ones? Okay. 
So I'm going to start us off with Berserk. Oh, my God, yes. Quite possibly the most manly show on the list. I mean, we it's talk about Berserk a lot. Yeah, Berserk, I mean, is it, it's it's very violent, of course, but it's not just that. It's about the the code of the main character, you know, and, and, and what he stands for and what he's willing to, to, to suffer for what he stands for. You know what I mean? For sure, yeah. I mean, uh, man, he... Even uh, even like Griffith's pretty manly. I mean, he does what he has to do, you know, to get his army, right? You know, sort of put together. And yeah, it's the settings. The the settings very manly, like medieval knights and swords, and you have a lot of like you just had to be t- a tough guy back then if you were going to survive. Like yeah. right right at the first episode, guts fights that like the big the big hulking dude with the armor. Are you talking about talking about the second episode then? Because the, well the well, the, the first actual first episode. Okay, okay. Because, yeah. But the second episode overall. Right. He's like this little kid, and the other guy's like Zabuza, the... Not, I don't know if it's Zabuza or not, but like... I don't think it's Zabuza, because Zabuza's from Naruto. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Zabuza. He, he, he might be. I don't he know. He looks like the Michelin man. He's got so much armor on him on, his, on himself, and Guts just tears him apart. Yeah. I, mean, I just love it. It's great. It's such a good show. Oh, my God. I can't... I, I, if you have not seen Berserk, you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, even if even if you're not especially into like violent shows like that, it's so much more than that, you know. Like it's certainly very violent, and oh it, yeah, it'll make you uncomfortable at times. But just the story and the the characters, it's just it'll it'll blow your mind. I mean, Griffith Griffith does what he has to do to get his army what what it needs to be successful. He he, I mean, this is like not for for tame ears or whatever you want to call it, but he gives up his. His he gives up his anal virginity or whatever to like a king to get money for his army. Yeah. I mean that that's some straight up like Greek Greek and Roman times shit. Yeah, you know, that's. I mean that's a difficult thing to even hear, let alone what, let alone know that it's taking place in a show. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that yeah, some dark dark things happen in that show. Even 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 the women in that show are manly. Casca <laughs> and Mad Hot. Yeah, Casca is hot. Yeah, and definitely. she's a badass. She'll f you up bad. Absolutely. Casca so, could take Ronda Rousey. <laughs> she might be the only person that can. So, yeah, Berserk is a good show. It came out in 1997, back when you still had violent shows like that. I mean, this is, maybe that's towards the tail end of yeah, it. But back before they started over censoring everything, like yeah, you know, Tokyo Ghoul. We were talking about earlier today. That's a show that. It is very violent, but they censor the crap out of it, so you don't see anything. I mean, there's like Tokyo Ghoul is like watching Sesame Street compared to <laughs> Shigurui. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> That's true. Sesame Street, like it's like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> and I'm not even talking like Bert and Ernie fighting Sesame Street. I'm talking about like Big Bird bouncing around, going, "Hey, kids, like, yeah, yeah." M- uh, Meowth in the chat says, uh, "Berserk is Japan's Game of Thrones." Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know if I would well, say. I mean, it's certainly could be the problem with Berser- the berserk anime is that it just never finished it just stops and you're like wait what <laughs> so by the way i pulled up a listing for rainbow on my anime list and the full title is rainbow nisha rokubo no shichinin and it has an 8.7 like, wow that's a pretty damn high score like i didn't think it'd be so high it's getting the respect it deserves on here for a show that literally no one on earth watched like it, it, it yeah. appeared and disappeared, and no one talked about it. That's uh, I think that's just above 
um, unbuckling your belt after eating a Thanksgiving dinner on my list of wow anime. yeah so I that's, like it. that's pretty strong that's a good score we should just say screw the the scores <laughs> out of five and just do the like i think the score you know what I'll, you know what I, I, i'm gonna review a wadi no serif and i'm gonna give it yeah that feeling that that feeling that you get after you get your second strike in a row at bowling out of uh yeah. out of five that's 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 a strong score yeah so <laughs> but unbuckling your boat after thanksgiving is nice okay so uh another one on here that's probably everybody expected that we'll get out of the way. Hajime no Ippo. Ah, yes. I think a little less manly than Berserk probably, but yeah, pretty I, manly. For sure, yeah. I, I, I can definitely say I'm biased with Hajime no Ippo because of my fandom of boxing and you know all that. But but it's certainly a very manly show. Um, it's, But in, in a different way. It's not... It is violent, obviously, because they're, it's a combat sport, but you're, you know people aren't getting killed and slaughtered and things like that. It's just... It's, it's about men rising to 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 meet their full potential you know about sacrificing to achieve their goals and about growing and and learning together and things like that so it's a very moving show i think especially for someone who grew up like a nerd you know like me oh yeah because the main character grew up very nerdy didn't have any friends that kind of thing and then kind of finds himself well, I remember when I first watched oh, that music. Hajime Repo, it was I was in college, yeah. and I watched all 75 episodes of this show in probably two days. <laughs> I mean, yes. that's how good it is. And I still use that scene where Epo peels himself off the mat. He's like half dead, and he peels himself off the mat and goes like three more rounds yeah. against uh, Sendo. Oh, yeah. The best fight in, in Hajime Repo by a mile. And like that shit is still motivating. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean... It, and, if, if you ever are like... Feeling like uh, you know you, you need to go to the gym or something like that, but you just don't want to do it. Just throw on an episode of Hajime no Ippo. Oh my like, god! And you'd be like, all right, that's it. I'm going. Let's do this. You've got like the crowd ch- like stomping its feet and chanting Ippo's name, yeah. and he's having like the flashbacks about like what it means to be strong. Yeah, and, and his dad and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, that gets me. It's just so utter- unbelievably motivational. And 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 then they're playing like this this hardcore like uh, rock ballad shit. I mean, how can you not just lose your mind? Yeah, Hajime, Hajime Repo is special. I, I, I sort of hope they don't make any more of it because I'm kind of... I, I don't want it to turn into Nanoha. Right. I, I don't want it to turn into Prince of Tennis. I just want it... You know, the, I feel like they were getting close to that with the last season. Yeah, that's my thing with Hajime Repo is that I want to see him take on the world. You know what I mean? Like, as far yeah. as, like, the world title and all that stuff and and achieve it. But I don't know if, I don't know if that'll ever happen. They're just never going to be able to match the, the, what they did with Sendo. Right, and I thought they I thought they started to get close to it with like that with the villain who was really evil, and then I thought yeah, they started the to guy get, who straight up murdered people in an yeah. alley. I thought they started to get close to it with the coach's backstory. That was a great series with yeah, the coach's was, backstory. I mean, that literally saved the season. That was amazing. I mean, yeah, it saved the season for sure. They, for those that don't know, they go back to uh, you know Ipo's coach who was alive, I guess, post World War II after the the bombings. In Japan, is that right? Is that what it, where it took place? It's because after after World War Two in Japan. Yeah, because there was like famine and sickness and things like Japan's that. Japan's sub- subjugated and their their honors tarnished and they're oh my you know, god, that was such a good story. About it. Yeah, that was such a great story. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that section of the season was a five out of five, and everything else was like a two and a half out of five. Right. So it's really good. I'm really glad that was in there. So yeah, Hajime Repo is is. Uh, 
Again, two shows that we talk about all the time. It's the manliest sports anime, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say so, definitely. I mean, some some other shows get close. I mean, um, well, there's another sports anime on this list that is pretty manly. Why don't we just do it right now? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, this is one that I didn't have on my list, but you did, so... Yeah, you want to go ahead and talk about it? Also, um, for those of you that that aren't that aren't familiar, I, I kind of want to at least say when these animes when these anime came out. Oh right. So the original Hajime Repo came out in two thousand. Yeah, and it's been running. I mean, every couple of years something comes out. I think the last one came out like two years ago or something like that. There's a, a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's uh, t- there's three TV series, two specials, and an OVA. So there's there's quite a lot of wa- quite a lot of content. But there's even more content for an anime called Suramu Donku. <laughs> Which has 101 episodes and four movies. Wow. With the original Slam Dunk coming out in 1993, mm-hmm. is the story of uh, Hanamichi Sakuragi, who is a who is a freshman entering high school, and he holds the record for being rejected by 50 girls during middle school. <laughs> oh, it's me. I'm just <laughs> yeah, kidding. <laughs> it was just so good, and um, he is pretty. He's like over. He's over like six feet tall, and which is ridiculous for Japan for a kid that young. And he has bright red hair, so kids are always trying to fight him. Okay, so for sure he's not Japanese. Yeah, have you seen any Slam Dunk? Just no, I have. I really haven't. You really should. You really yeah. would like it. I'll have to check it out. I mean, it's like a show where you have all these really, like, lanky, tall those Is, ki- those kids you see in like sports videos, and they're supposed to be in, t- in middle school, and they look like they're like thirty years old. Does his jersey say Sohoku? So Shohoku, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was thinking, um, was it Sohoku from? Uh, from Leo Yomishi Pedal. Yeah, Yomishi Pedal. It Petal. is very similar. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, he goes to the same school? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Slam Dunk is just epic. I mean, you've got these guys that look like like the one guy, what's his name? It's I can't remember his name. He's he, he's like the gorilla guy. But he just, they make, they make fun of him because he looks like a gorilla. And he'll like slam the basketball and just like scream. Like break the backboard. And then the art design is just like what you want, like like this guy right here. His name is Takenori Gori. They call him they call him Gori. He's for Akagi. sure. He's for sure not Japanese. He's definitely a black guy. Well, he has a Japanese name. <laughs> he looks black, but he has a <laughs> Japanese hilarious. name. And he's a third year, and he he weighs ninety kilograms, which is real quick. I think I can do that. One hundred ninety three hundred ninety eight pounds. Wow. All right. And he's set hundred. He's one hundred ninety-seven centimeters, which I can't do the math on that. One hundred ninety-seven centimeters to feet is uh, six, almost well, six point four wow, six feet. Six, he's so like six five. Yeah, something like that. Six five. Wow. So I mean, this anime is great because it has really manly characters and really manly basketball scenes, and they're always fighting with each other during practice and stuff. And then it has a lot of good comedy where you know there's a lot of guy. He's getting rejected by girls and. You know, awkward, awkward moments between guys and girls and things like that. And then you have, like, uh, like schoolyard fights, like you were just talking about, mm-hmm. where everyone's always trying to fight each other. Yeah. And it's just overall a great manly sports anime that is probably the second manliest one I've seen, other than, um, other than Epo. And I'm not counting like Grappler Baki because I've never seen that. I don't even know yeah. if that's really a sports show. But no, not really. I mean, I guess unless you count that. I mean, it is a. Sp- it can be a sport, but it's not. Yeah, so for sure. No, I've seen about thirty episodes of Slam Dunk only, but I, I'd like to go it, back and watch all of it. Yeah, it hasn't had anything air since '95, so it oh, really it's dead it for just sure. dumped out a bunch of stuff in like two years, and then just was like, all right, peace. This could have gone into that topic we did not long ago about shows that uh, we wanted to have like have a revival. Yeah, 
That's a good point. Yeah, I, I would. I would. Uh, I would need to watch all of the original, but so um, I guess moving along, there is one that we definitely need to get out of the way. Oh yeah, well we're well we've been doing that all along. So another one that needs to get out of the not get out needs to get out of the way, but we need to just go ahead and throw it out there because it's such an obvious one. Yeah, is of course Dragon Ball Z. It is pretty manly. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is yeah very manly, and again, it's not like that. Manly in that it's you know super aggressive and violent and oh, hostile. It is. Although it, there is there's certainly a lot of violence, but it's 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 a more uh, it, it's a it's a more like moral and just form of manliness where it's like doing the right thing, you know, even though it may cost you your own life, you know, that kind of thing. That's one of the things I always appreciated about Goku, the character of Goku, is that you know he was so he was very naive, but. He always chose to do the right thing regardless of the situation. Maybe he's wiser than all of us. There you go. Who knows? It's certainly possible. I mean, mean, like, it's not really a big thing in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, you get killed. They're just going to bring you back anyway. Eventually, they're just like, whatevs. He's killed. All right, bring him back. I mean, Goku dies like four times. (laughs) Uh, Actually, let me see. He dies. The first time he dies is from Raditz. And the second time he dies is from Cell. Yeah. I think he only dies twice. Twice, then. Yeah. Only twice. (laughs) Only twice. How many times does Krillin die? Uh, probably every, like every day. he dies. Krillin dies in Dragon Ball, and he dry and he dies from the. He doesn't die all the way until Frieza, yeah. and then I think Boo kills him. Which how emotional was that when when he died uh, when Frieza killed him, and Goku oh, flipped the crap it's an out. Amazing moment, dude. That was watching that as a kid. I was like, holy crap. Krillin died, but he created one of the most amazing scenes in all of anime when Goku yeah. goes Super Saiyan. Nobody yeah. will ever forget that. Like the just like the raw emotion in Goku when he was like, I mean, you just killed his best friend his entire life, and just freaking obliterated him. And then Goku just freaks out and just goes berserk on, you know, Frieza. That was insane. And then of course we have this. We have the Son Goku song, <laughs> the most epic song ever made in the I history of it. Dragon Ball. And here he is, the man himself, Goku. <laughs> it's so manly. What a Goku! That is for sure not manly at all. Hey, don't worry. This is what Goku sounds like in the new Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> oh uh, on a side note, um, the Dragon Ball Z movie Resurrection of F is coming to Tampa. Oh yes. So it's it's only coming to a couple so it's only coming to a couple cities. Yep. And only for a week, I think. Yeah, there is a theater in Tampa that's going to play it. Tampa and there's one in St. Pete that's going to play it. So oh. I am going to be seeing the movie for sure and we are going to be covering it on the podcast for sure. When is it coming out? This week. This week? Holy crap. All right. By the time people listen to this podcast episode, I think it'll already be done. All right. Well, we need to figure out when we're going to go see this, so. So I would expect to have some comments about the new Dragon Ball Z movie for the next episode of the podcast. Awesome. But I think we've said enough about Dragon Ball Z, but the original Dragon Ball Z airing date? 1989. Wow. Is, is that right? It might be 87. I don't remember. Oh, oh, oh you're guessing? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, the original Dragon Ball. The original Dragon Ball aired in 1986. Ah, I was so close. And you know what? I'm just going to say Dragon Ball itself is pretty manly, too. Even though they're little kids. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. Even though, like... There's there's an argument that the Goku in Dragon Ball is more powerful than the Goku in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, shut Only up. because they didn't start measuring his power level until Dragon Ball Z. And in Dragon Ball, he was almost mystical. 
You know, like oh, stop it. So it was like he, his power level was theoretically unlimited. It was whatever it needed to be for him to defeat the bad guy. Dude, Bidusu s- taps <laughs> his finger and splits a planet in half. I'm just saying. I mean, come Look, on. I didn't create the theory. Okay, I'm well, just whoever did is dumb. <laughs> okay, so let's get some more obvious ones out of the way here. There's like maybe one more one that's obvious. Okay. And um, I don't, I don't completely agree with this one. But I was—I almost put it on my list too, but I didn't. But that's great teacher Onizuka. Ah, oh, yes. Onizuka's pretty manly. Oh my god, are you some kidding manly me? shit. He's so manly. I got some Onizuka music here too. Oh, I love so, it. So, what is it about Onizuka that you like the most? Uh, similar to what I appreciate about Goku, Onizuka, you know, he, his his manliness is in the fact that he always does what is right, and you know, even though that may not be the easiest thing to do, and I think that's kind of going to be for me at least the most reoccurring trend about what it means to be quote manly, is is to always be willing to to sacrifice and to give, you know, to 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 help others, and that's what Onizuka is, man. He, he's the giving tree. Yeah, like I mean, he saves people's lives literally throughout the show, and turns you know turns their lives around. And I love this shit. Even though he can never get laid. <laughs> this is my jam right here. <laughs> the poor guy. <laughs> so Just, uh, there's that one scene where Goku takes like five bullets rescuing a girl from the mafia. Go, uh, you mean Onizuka? Is it Goku? Sorry, sorry Onizuka rescues. Yet takes like five bullets from by rescuing a girl from the mafia. Yeah, goes back to the school and still gets a one hundred percent on his test. Are you shitting it. me? Are you even shitting me? <laughs> I, from the first episode, you're hooked. I mean, from the first episode, the first minute, the first minute when he's sitting at the bottom of the stairwell and these two thugs try to come and rob him, and he just punches a hole through like a telephone machine and rips the wires out, and they're all like, "Oh crap." And then, of course, he's vo- in the English version, he's voiced by the most manly voice actor of all time, Steve Bloom. Oh, Steve Bloom. Bloom. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, come on. What did, do you want? Did you know that Steve Bloom voiced this, like, four voices in the first episode? Of Which that is anime? hilarious. There's a scene where he's talking to himself. When yeah. Onizuka gets pulled over by the cop, oh, yeah. the cop is Steve Bloom. It is. <laughs> and awesome. he, he does, like, one of the teachers, and he does one of the students. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. But, um, I mean, oh, so going back to that scene where he takes the test after he takes all those bullets... They find him, and he's, like, bleeding out all over the floor of the classroom. <laughs> There's blood everywhere, and still gets a 100. I mean, come on. It's amazing. He, like, the best ever. Yeah. Oh, and, and the winner of our character battle. Oh, this is true. Yeah. Uh, just- One handily over uh, a la carte from Helsing. Awesome. Justice was served. Yeah, Onizuka's I- difficult. It's a difficult character to match, period. Like, anybody yeah. who has seen, actually seen uh, Great Teacher Onizuka... I feel like there's no possible way you could disagree with that statement. He's basically, I don't know, is is he if, the best ever? He's, I mean, uh, it, it's hard to say that f- for sure, but he's certainly top two or three, I would say. I mean, yeah. yeah. I couldn't think of, I mean, other than the obvious characters, like maybe maybe Spike. Yeah. But Spike doesn't and Goku. Have, but Spike doesn't have nearly the personality yeah. or the backstory of, Go- of of Onizuka. Yeah, I would say it's like Onizuka, Goku, and I don't know who else I would throw up there, but certainly those two. I mean, I mean, the the fact of the matter is, if you watch Great Teacher Onizuka and you're like, I don't like it, well, that is a a sure sign. That is funny. how you know you have terrible taste. I mean, yeah, I yeah. would say. Like, I mean, normally they would say, oh, it's all subjective. No, 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 no. If you watch it and you don't like it, you've got bad taste, and that's okay. It's fine. You can have bad taste. It's fine. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, he, I mean, the Shonen Junai Gumi OVA 
is like a six-hour backstory for Onizuka. How many characters get that? Like nobody? Yeah, no one. <laughs> I mean, Spike gets like, what, 20 minutes maybe of flashbacks? Yeah. Whereas, whereas Onizuka gets probably 20 minutes of flashbacks in, in GTO and then gets the whole six hours or whatever from Shino Junagumi. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> okay, moving on. we got to keep going. Okay. So, What's um, next on here? Uh, how about... Uh, oh, okay, second. I, I got to get the release date for GTO here. Oh, yes. GTO, I'm pretty sure it came out in 2001, but let me just make sure here. It came out in, oh, 1999. So a lot of these are coming out in like between 1990 and 2000. Mm. So, <clears throat> man, that's kind of old by now. It's no wonder Steve Bloom didn't, didn't remember who, who he was. <laughs> so the next anime I'm going to throw out here is Fist of the North Star. Oh, yes. Remember, this is in no, no particular order because people kick and scream. Yeah, I'm like, I can't believe you put this one above this one. It's like, no, it's, we didn't put anything above anything. Although I'm sure there will be people that say, how did this not make it into your top ten? So, but Fist of the North Star is manly as crap, dude. It is. I mean, um, the I mean, just his shirt is manly. It's all unbuttoned. He's got all the scars. Yeah, yeah he's got like friggin' bullet hole scars and stuff. Yeah, friggin' Kenshiro. Yeah. So Fist of the North Star came out. The manga was in the. In eight in the eighties, from eighty three to eighty eight, but the right. anime eighty uh, eighty four to eighty seven. Right, so there's like hundred nine episodes there. You've also got um, the second series that came out eighty seven to eighty uh, eighty seven to eighty eight, which was forty three episodes. So uh, about one hundred and fifty episodes, just over. It's a lot of anime, and then of course there's movies and stuff like that, and video games and the whole nine. Yeah, I've seen a couple of the movies, and um, well, they're not very good. No, but. Yeah, but they're they're just movies, right? Yeah, but Fist of the North Star is pretty much universally accepted as being as one of the most manly anime and, and char- anime characters of all time. Um, so manly, in fact, that Onizuka does a tr- does a parody. That of is it. so true. Yes, I remember in that. that scene where he, in that scene where he where he where he goes bowling. Yes, that was amazing. Yep, I love so. it. So um, I don't know if there's much to say about it. Uh, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. Yes. And uh, Kenshiro's main character. He's a martial artist who, um, what was the style he used? It was uh, Hokuto Hokuto Shinken, which basically lets him like kill people by just touching like vital points and stuff like that, making their hearts explode and all kinds of crazy stuff. So yep, super violent, crazy. You are already dead. Yeah, yeah, you are already dead. <laughs> so. Um, it's 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 an older show. The animation's not that great, so well, that's from the early '80s. Yeah, so keep that in mind. But certainly a very manly. And holy anime. shit, is it violent? Yeah. I mean, holy shit. I mean, we're talking about people's bodies exploding. Oh yeah. I mean, it's 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 got some of the craziest death scenes I've ever seen in an anime. And I think I did a panel that was like most violent anime scenes or some shit once. It was the laziest panel on earth. It was just me finding violent clips and just <laughs> stitching them together and playing an hour of violent crap. People loved it anyway. And there were a couple shots from from, uh, from Fist of the North Star, people's like heads exploding and just just insane things. It, it reminds me of that, um, what was the Uma Thurman movie where she does the five-finger death touch and the guy's heart explodes? Oh, Kill Bill? Yeah, Kill Bill. Kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah, you know, well, well, I would not be surprised even slightly if that five finger death touch crap came from Fist of the North oh, yeah. Star. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And if you look it up online enough, you might find a, a article that talks about it from, um, whatever the hell the director's name is, I can't remember, okay. but um, Quentin Tarantino. Yes. But yeah, so Fist of the North Star is really manly and violent and tons of muscles. 
And I feel like it paved the way for a lot of anime that came out after it. I mean, there's definitely some You Are Already Dead type crap that goes on in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of muscle. Like, a lot of the character designs from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure remind me of Fist of the, of the North Star. Yeah, definitely. And it paved the way for tons of movies and video games and future influence. So, yeah, pretty important. Awesome. Very influential. Speaking of JoJo. Ah. JoJo. JoJo. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, of course, on the list. Now, I haven't, uh, you know, uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, I've seen up to uh, the Pillarmen type thing, I think. Uh, is that where I'm at now, I think? That's, like, somewhere in Battle Tendency. Yeah. No. Yeah. Is it's it? like the second season of JoJo. Okay, okay. Battle Tendency, where you're with, you're on Joseph Joestar with the pillar men that are all wearing like Speedos. Yeah, yeah. Those God. guys are special. And JoJo <laughs> just literally bleeds violent, or bleeds style. Oh my God, yeah. I absolutely. mean, it's just stupid how much style there is. It's, it's incredibly homoerotic, though, I will say. I'm okay with it. But somehow, even though that's the case, it's still super manly. I'm okay with it. Yeah. And I know I know that when we review JoJo's, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which, by the way, the second season has an 8.6 on my anime list, um, Soul Bro Ryu from Gundam at, at MAHQ will be joining us to, to help handle the review because he is a JoJo man for sure. As he would be my go-to guy for any questions I, had about jo- I have about JoJo, so... Mm-hmm. Definitely need to have Soul Bro on for that episode. But yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the original. Came out in 1993, the original OVA, which okay. I watched half of. And then I was like, oh, wait, they completely just remade this. Why am I watching the crappier version? Yeah, the OVA not as good as yeah. the TV series. So yeah, the OVA was only six episodes. It came out in 93. Um, and then, of course, the new series. Well, there's there also another one that came out in 2000. What was it in 2000? I think it was uh, just there's a, an OVA in 2000 also. Yeah, I don't remember that one, but um, of course the new series started in 2012. Well, 2012, yeah, it was just a couple years ago, and it's been running ever since. Yeah, so the animation's stunning in the new series for sure. Oh, um, it looks pretty nice. I mean, it, it was kind of so-so in the beginning, but I think like once the studio realized that it was going to have a lot of popularity, they just poured more money into it. So Stardust mm-hmm. Crusaders looks pretty good. Now, who's your favorite JoJo? Oh, definitely Joseph. Joseph? He's he's definitely the coolest. See, I'm a big fan of, um. was it Jonathan? Jonathan, the first JoJo? Yeah, I really liked him because Joseph is just so overly cocky. You know, Jonathan was like, he wasn't so so sure of himself and, you know, it, it was... Overly cocky? Have you... J- j- just wait until you get to Joe Toddle. He's like ridiculously yeah. cocky. Well, that's... What's funny is that when I watch the um, original OVA, you see Jotaro first. Like, you see this the scene where where Joseph is going to see Jotaro when he's oh, in prison. Yeah, well, it should be about him. So I'm like, oh, all right. So I saw that part already. <laughs> and then I'm going back and watch the old stuff. Or not the old stuff, the new stuff, which is older in yeah. timeline. And he emotionally abuses his mother. Yeah, he's just a douchebag. Yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is definitely a must-watch for anybody who likes manly stuff. Yeah, and so awesome over the top action and yeah. combat and all that. All right, so let's see what else is on the list here that we haven't covered. Why don't uh, we do Golgo? Ah, yes. Golgo thirteen. Golgo thirteen. So yeah, the professional, the only man who can 
snipe <laughs> a guy from like three miles away in a windstorm during a blizzard, missing an eyeball. Like Golgo is, he let's see here it says he's been uh, called the Japanese counterpart to James Bond, except way more badass. Except way more badass. Did and you a know? Lot darker. Did you know that Gogo Thirteen is the oldest manga still in publication? Are you serious? Yeah, it's been running since uh, since 1968, and it's Holy still ongoing shit. to this day. So, yeah, the oldest manga still in publication. 177 volumes? Yeah. Holy it's, shit. It's uh, it's Tonkoban. Tonkoban? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't even know. Uh, has Is the third highest number of volumes, sold over 200 million copies in various formats. So that manga is still to this day very, very popular. Golgo 13. You know what? I, you know what? I think I actually saw some new Golgo mangas in 7-Eleven. Because 7-Eleven sells tons of manga, they have a giant rack of manga that goes next to their that goes next to their magazines, and then further to the left, the porn magazines, <laughs> and then further to the left of that, the hentai porn magazines. Oh jeez, it gets real dark. All right at about a child's height, so they can get a real, <laughs> real good eye level view of oh, uh, women's private parts. So yeah, that's not even joking. So now, GoGo 13 had an OVA that came out in '98. That was just like a 60 minute OVA. Um, right. Then it had an animated series that came out in 2008, ran for about 50 episodes, finished in 2009. Um, and then, of course, there's a couple of films. Back in, like in 70s, there was two films, 73, 77, uh, and then 83, there was a film as well. Well, the big one that I always reference is, is the movie Golgo 13, yeah, The, the Professional. Professional, which is the one that came out in 83. Yeah, because, That's probably the most popular, I would say. Well, this was one of those, like I tell the story about how the old, the old anime club president when I was a freshman in college used to abuse me by, by getting me to convert tons of anime, DVD, anime VHS tapes into DVD format. And he knew I could do that, and I knew I could do that, and I was totally okay with it because I just kept a copy of everything for myself. And that was how I discovered GoGo13 because one of those really old VHS tapes was this movie. And GoGo is just this badass. And, like, here's the description of the movie, okay? Mm -hmm. After assassinating the son of business tycoon Leonard Dawson, GoGo13 finds himself prey to the CIA and the U.S. Army, whom Dawson has personally hired to kill the assassin. As days pass by, Dawson slowly loses his sanity as he continues to plot every attempt to kill GoGo13 even without caring who hired the assassin to kill his son. Like, he's like, the CIA and the army can't kill him. He's so badass. Like, uh, forget about it. Captain Avatar in the chat says, Gogo13, don't turn your back on him if you value your life. Pretty much. Yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, about as badass as badass gets, as, you know, with assassins and things like that. So, very cool. Um, okay, let's see. We've got a few more on the list here. Did you cover this one? No, not yet. Okay. Golgo reminds me of of uh, of Cobra. I mean, they're both fairly old. Yeah. Cobra is kind of a kind of more. I mean, he's it's a little he's more like it's more fantasy like outer space and shit. But they're both ridiculously manly like assassin type you know types. For sure. Anyway, um, so here's one that most people probably haven't seen. I'm actually gonna do the other one first on here. Oh, okay, sure. So of course, as most people predicted. Um, most dangerous <laughs> Geist has to make this list. Dangerous, because, most I mean, dangerous. Have you seen Geist's mullet? Oh my god! It's I mean, the mullet alone. The <laughs> mullet alone basically makes him manly as shit. Yeah. No. Look, not ever, anyone can pull off a mullet like that. I mean, think but. about it. You've got, you've got Geist with a mullet, and you've got Solid Snake has a mullet. 
right? It's true. That is true. And it's almost like they channel each other's mullet power. <laughs> okay. Well, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh. No, it's like the saxophone. It might even be a clarinet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Most Dangerous Geist. When, when the heck did this anime come out that's notoriously bad? It's always been out but since so, the dawn of man. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, the OVA nice. came out in uh, 86, and the animated film Death Force came out in 96. So, you'll, so I just typed in Geist on my anime list, oh and I God. misspelled it, okay? And, I, and, and, and you want and you to know what came up? What's that? The Stingiest Man in Town, a Japanese version of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Oh, my God. Well, how is that even close? Uh, it's uh, similar, I guess. <laughs> so Geist is a guy who has to kill everything. Yes. Everything must die. Now, I don't want to mislead people. MD Geist is not a good show. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not good. It's one of the worst anime <laughs> ever made. It's a really bad anime. But, man, he is manly. But yeah, I mean, so Geist is so manly that in order to save the planet from his existence, so they create him as a military weapon, right? They, um, he's a most dangerous soldier, which is an enhanced human with surpassed combat capabilities and an insatiable, and an, an insatiable lust for battle. So he was me in middle school. For you in middle <laughs> school, oh. So they can't control Geist, right? So they lock him in an orbital satellite. They cryogenically freeze him and lock him in a satellite because they're so terrified of him just destroying right. everything. <laughs> but then one day, the satellite crashes to Earth, and somehow Geist doesn't die because he can't be killed. Of course not. And that's pretty much gradually the end of the world. Yeah. Geist just starts murdering people. Oh, yeah, because by the time the second OVA starts, humanity is basically extinct. It took Geist a whopping one hour to kill all of humanity. It's so ridiculous. I mean, that's he, he unleashes the death force upon the world. I just I just love how the MD stands for most dangerous. Oh, it's yeah. Oh, it's for so sure. Stupid. For sure. Absolutely. Oh my god. All right. Well, I think we've said all about all, all that can be said about MD. Yeah, guys. we've exhausted MD guys for sure. Oh my god. So uh, what's left? So Kazuo, you know that there's like this period of time in the 80s and maybe even earlier than the 80s where anime was just a lot more violent than it was today. Back before, like, they really started censoring things and, you know, they just kind of let them fly with all kinds of crazy, gory, nasty crap. Back back in the era of, like, Biohunter and Wicked City and Ninja Scroll and Bao and Urotsuki Doji and all the rest of the ridiculous, alleged, like just where well, you couldn't possibly have this stuff on TV today because of TV regulations. Right. Things that people who go, oh my God, I got to watch Terraformers because it's so violent. No, that's like kitty shit. Go back <laughs> and watch Bowel rip out a person's liver and eat it. Ugh. And then you'll know, and then you'll know you've arrived. So go back and watch the shit from the 80s and earlier than the 80s because that's when the violent crap came out. Now, this next anime is from 1972 and a lot of people probably haven't seen this anime but it's called devil man yes in devil man all i gotta say is there's one scene in devil man where two devils are fighting each other i'm just gonna pull up images i'm I'm googling images 
for, oh you know what google always does like it censors everything so i'm gonna bing images you gotta bing images yeah of devil man yeah and go i'm gonna ahead. take off safe safe search Oh, this is going to get bad. Okay, here we go. All right, let's see. Safe search. Well, there should be a picture of a giant devil eating a little... Off. Eating a child, and the child's, like, limbs falling out of the demon's mouth. Like, it's pretty it's pretty terrible. But there's one scene in this anime where two devil men are fighting each other, and the one devil man has basically, basically won the fight, and he grabs the other guy by the collar and punches him for about... He punches him, like, rapidly for about three minutes... Right. I mean, it's just so epic. Lots of boobs, I'm noticing. Yeah, I mean, Devil Man is some crazy shit. Like, you really, you really just have to watch it to sort of just a pile of dead people, and oh my god, this is so so hostile. Meowth nine hundred from the chat says, "Go watch stuff from the '80s and '70s." Mitsugi, you're sounding like a grumpy old man again. (laughs) I only said that because you can't get violence like this today. I mean, you're never going to find anything today that's even close to as violent as Devil Man. I wonder if you can find the clip of him eating the child and throw oh, it for in. Sure. <laughs> there, um, well, if you can find it, let me have it, and I'll, and I'll play it. There's a clip in Devil Man of a giant devil picking, like, a five-year-old child off the ground and chewing him up. And it's not enough to just have him chewing him, but, like, the child's eyeballs and, like, arms and oh. shit have to sloppily flop out of the devil's mouth onto the ground into a giant heap and pool of blood. I mean, it's hideous. Like, this is some hardcore oh, here shit. It is. Uh, yeah. Oh, there we go right there. Oh, so why don't you just put that clip in the chat for me, and then I'll just play it. Okay. Yeah, I think you have to find It's like um, a couple minutes in, though, So, but you'll find it. Go in ahead. Here. Put that, just paste that into the chat, and, and I'll open that up, and uh, it'll be good. So do you have do you have a synopsis of Devil Man while, while, I, while I find Absolutely. this Absolutely. Yeah, you're going to want to go to like 2 minutes, 20 seconds-ish. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll find it. Um, so not. let me pull up a devil man synopsis here real quick on the fly. Uh, let's see. We'll go over to my anime list and here we go. Devil man. One of the soldiers in the demon clan is ordered by the greatest demon to spread chaos in the earth. He successfully haunts the body of Akira, an orphan and goes in his way uh, to attend to his duties. In the meantime, the demon clan discovers that he has betrayed them. The reason was love. Demon after demon were sent to defy Devil Man. All have lost. However, all, all have lost. However, and from here continues the story. So him fighting a bunch of demons, trying to kill him and stuff like that. Sounds I mean, like, look oh, at this, look God, at this clip. Video. There's a dead. I can't even say this on the podcast without it being explicit. I mean, you just can't. There's no. There is no way humanly possible you could ever even come close to showing that today on TV. Absolutely impossible. Not, not even in a movie or something. It's just not possible. Oh, anyway, God. the chat has seen enough. I'm sure some people are probably offended and yeah. leaving now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, you just missed him dropping the girl's and severed torso. Okay, I mean, and that's not even like the worst of it. Yeah. Oh, and uh, New York Otaku from the chat says the Giver. I mean, that's pretty violent too. I mean, we only have time for so much, but yeah. I mean, it's just hardcore shit. If you go back and watch some of that stuff, I mean, it's enlightening. I like how I like how we had a wide spectrum of types of shows um, that were considered manly. Like yeah, you have okay. these super aggressive, violent, gory things that are like manly, but then there's also like the the stuff that I was more into, like the honorable, doing the right thing kind of manly stuff. So like, there's a wide spectrum. Yeah, you know, I so think it's very manly. Be, what you're yeah, talking about being being manly isn't one way or another. It's it's a wide there's a wide spectrum, and we can all be manly. 
Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen all of the Devilman stuff, but I kind of like to go back and watch some more of it because there's a lot of, of content right. out there. But yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. So awesome. All right, so we have some impressions that we're going to be doing. Yes. And um, so many impressions. You have a whole bunch of them to I've do. I've got three of, uh, myself that I need to do. You're you're, you're going to be a busy man coming up in this next segment. All right, I'm going to get more beer to keep my throat lubricated. All right, so I'm going to read it one more time here. We're going to be doing impressions on Ushio Totora, which I guess in Japanese in English is Ushio and Tora. God yes. Eater, Makuro no Danshi, which I'm going to translate as Pillow Boy, and Shimoneta Toiyu Gainen ga Sonzai Shinai Taikutsu na Sekai, which means Shimoneta, a boring world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. Oh, really? <laughs> well, thank you for saving me the effort of having to translate it's that. It's going to get good. So stay tuned, and we're going to be back with those impressions after the news break. Hey, all you anime addicts, this is Mitsugi, and it's time for your second anime news break. For those of you that are big fans of the Final Fantasy video game franchise, Square Enix announced on Thursday that it is going to release the Final Fantasy Explorers property on Nintendo 3DS in the West, and this is going to be coming in January 2016. The game is going to be released in North America on January 26th, and it's going to cost about $40. This game had previously shipped in Japan on December 18th, 2014, so we're a little bit late getting our hands on the game. But for those of you that are looking forward to having another Final Fantasy game to play that will be on a very accessible console such as the Nintendo 3DS, look forward to more Final Fantasy content coming around this Christmas. Now, next up, for those of you that are always curious about what the most popular anime are in Japan at any given time, we like to, from time to time, give you a breakdown of Japan's animation TV rankings. So this ranking is from July 20th to July 26th, a very recent week. Coming in at number 5 was Pokemon XY with a television rating of 3.7, followed by Go! Princess Precure with a rating of 3.9, Yokai Watch, which continues to dominate the minds and hearts of Japanese children, comes in at number 3 with a 5.9. Detective Conan, everyone's favorite detective, comes in at a 7.1. And as per the usual, Natsu Matsuri Dayo Doraemon Ichijikan Special, the its summer special Doraemon one-hour special, had a household TV rating of a 9.6. Now, oddly enough, I see that um, Tazai-san is noticeably absent from this list, so perhaps she didn't air this week because she normally ranks number one. And wrapping things up for our second news break, a little bit more news from the Attack on Titan franchise, this time from the live-action television series. It looks like a new live-action Attack on Titan series trailer has been revealed and it has displayed some of the story. The live-action films will premiere on August 15th. As for the television series, it's going to span three 30-minute episodes, and they're all going to stream on DTV, which is Docomo's uh, streaming video service. 
the series is going to tell a new story about the lives of the soldiers, in particularly the Titan research that's done by Hanji, and the original story of the 3D maneuver gear. And it will tie to the two live-action movies that are also going to be coming out in Japan. The series will star Satomi Ishihara, who is, who is reprising her role as Hanji from the two live-action movies. This news source is coming to you courtesy from Comic Natalie. This is Mitsugi, and that was your second anime news break. Now, back to the podcast. Story time with Cram. And yes, we are now presently in Cram's house. Right. So We are in the, uh, the murder room. Actually. Yes, yeah. this oh, yeah. is the murder room. Oh, it's, would you like to tell? You have to tell the story now. Uh, I've told it on the podcast before, but I guess it was back in 2006, December of 2006. Uh, someone was murdered in this house. The people that were living here. Um, the son was taking care of his mother, and she was very ill, as I understand it. And I guess he wanted to put her out of her misery, so he took a pillow and uh, asphyxiated her. Right here. Right here. Right where we're same doing tatami? this. Right here. Yeah, same tatami. Well, no, they changed the tatami. Oh, they changed the tatami. So, we are, so you mean to tell me that we're actually broadcasting right now in the exact maybe square meter where a person was smothered to death? Yeah. Wow. We're also underneath my bedroom uh, where a man died of an illness. <laughs> wow. The father. Nobody will ever want to spend the night at Cram's house. Back to the podcast. And we're back to episode 288 of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. Uh, it's good to be back. <laughs> so I've, the entire news break, I just showed a part of this enormously <laughs> long fight from Devilman. Okay, Amon just punched his entire arm through Devilman's chest. And Devilman's just like, F you, you can't stop me. Oh, and he just literally... Okay, so this is where he grabs Amon and just punches him like, like literally for six straight minutes. <laughs> Look at him, he's just railing on his face. So, I mean, this is just crazy monster movie shit. That's amazing. Anyway, so we have some uh, impressions to, to do. Ah, so many impressions. So, so I'll take care of one of mine in the middle. Yeah, so, thank you. That'll give me a couple minutes to catch my breath and not die. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'll start off then. Um, and we'll start off with Ushio Totora. Which is uh, Ushio and Tora. Okay. Now, the synopsis is uh, Ushio thinks that his father's talk of an ancient ancestor impaling a demon on a temple altar stone with, it, uh, with the legendary beast spear is nuts. But when he finds the monster in his own basement, Ushio has to take another look at the family legend. To save his friends and family from the invading spirits, Ushio is forced to release Tora from his captivity. But will the creature prove to be worse than the curse? Uh, dun, dun, dun. So and I'm playing part of episode one in the in the chat in very crappy quality, but you can yeah, that's fine. Take what you can get. So yes, Ushio Totora is uh, brought to us by Studio Mappa. Mappa. We all know they've worked on a ton of things: Kids on the Slope, Hajime no Ippo Rising, Terror and Resonance, uh, uh, Rage of Bahamut Genesis. They've worked on a bunch of different stuff. So uh, now, what's interesting is that the director is Satoshi Nishimura, who directed Hajime no Ippo. Okay. Pretty much all the Hajime no Ippo stuff. So I'm, both the studio and both the studio and the director have worked on Haji, uh, part, at least parts of Hajime no Ippo. Um, the, the director also directed Trigun as well, which is awesome. Uh, so you can tell by the art style. Like when you see the main character, he, he looks similar to Ippo from Hajime no Ippo. Like the art style, the way you know his 
Massive his, eyebrows. Massive eyebrows, his physique. He looks a lot like Ippo in a lot of ways. Um, and it's also very action-packed, much like Hajime no Ippo. The first episode, um, I was able to find some like episode summaries online. They weren't very descriptive, but um, I remember that I watched this a couple weeks ago, so I'm going off memory here. But the first episode, you meet uh, Ushio, and he lives kind of like at a temple with his dad, and his dad is leaving on a vacation, or he's going somewhere. And Ushio is kind of exploring um, in one of their, like a shed or something like that, and he finds a trap door, he opens it up, and then he sees this demon who's impaled to the wall um, in, below, you know, in the basement. And are you going to say something? Yeah, I want to ask you a question. So this, so this clip that I'm watching right here, mm. is this the same anime? No. Or is this like an older version of it? It looks like an older version. Okay, so, I'm, so what I'm showing you is, what I'm showing in the chat is not the right thing. Yeah, definitely not. I was Weird. Say I didn't know there was an older version of I, it. I was going to say, because I could tell it was completely hand-drawn because... Like, you know how the cells don't line up perfectly? Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, it's that is... Around. I didn't even know they had an older version of it. That's so weird. All right, so I'm going to try to do my best to find a more recent version of this show. Yeah, it looks better than that, <laughs> for sure. Um, well, anyways, so he finds a demon in the basement, and it's impaled with a spear. Uh, and the demon is, you know, telling him that, you know, to pull the spear out, release him, and things like that. To which Ushio is he- hesitant to do, doesn't want to do, obviously. He's like, why would I let you out? And the demon's so stupid that he's like... I'll eat you. And he's like, okay, well, I'm for sure not going to let you out <laughs> if you're going to eat me. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, but what he doesn't realize is that by opening the door to that basement, um, the aura of that demon got out, of Torah, got out, and attracts all these other demons to him. So now all these demons are coming to mess stuff up, and so Ushio has no choice but to release Torah. Uh, fortunately, he has the spear, and of which Torah is very afraid of because that spear is the only thing that can kill him or stop him. Torah, which means tiger. Right, he looks a lot like a tiger, too. And he also looks like Blanca from Street Fighter. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Oh, not kind of. He looks like Blanca. <laughs> All right. So so uh, basically, the show is going to be Ushio going around. Uh, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's in high school, I think, or something like that. And only he can see these demons. And um, so, But it, what's weird is he walks around now with this spear, but it's just wrapped up in, like, cloth. But it's for sure a spear. Like, you can see it's a spear just wrapped in cloth, but nobody questions it. Everybody's like, oh, cool, whatever. Oh, uh, just this big, really, you know, conspicuous-looking spear thing wrapped up in a cloth. He's not going to, you know, kill anybody with that or anything. Yeah, no. T- totally legit. Um, so episode one is kind of just introducing the characters, and you get, like, a little bit of a battle with some of these minor demons, um, but nothing really too major. Uh, the second episode, um, there is a... Uh, was it the stone monster? Yes, there is a stone armor that is kind of, like, haunting this room in the school. And it's turning the students to stone. Um, and the, the the spirit is going after a couple of Ushio's friends. And so he has to go in to save them. And so he goes into kind of like this, uh, goes through like a portal almost kind of thing. It's like an alternate realm. And is going to fight this stone monster. Uh, and he ends up getting like his butt whooped. He's going to lose. And Toro's like, well, screw you, I'm out. But uh, ends up coming. Peace. Yeah, he's like, I didn't like you anyways. I'm free now. But he ends up you know, doing the right thing and saving him from the stone monster. So it's, there's like a cool fight scene and stuff like that. Third episode is a little different. It's, uh, it's about this girl named Reiko who is a student at the school. A lot of this takes place in and around the school and with the students there. Um, and she is suicidal and has been for quite some time. Um, and has attempted multiple times. Uh, and she is, uh, 
being haunted by her father's ghost who her father's ghost, I guess has become like a monster because he was so screwed up when he died. Like he, he, and he was so, so desperately wanted to take care of Reiko and watch over her that he became like this demon. And so now anyone who gets close to Reiko gets killed. So, so Ushio obviously can see these spirits and things like that. So he ends up wanting to save Reiko and, um, you know, gets into a battle with the demon and stuff like that, you know, pretty, pretty formulaic so far in the first three episodes. Of course, we're only doing impressions on the first three episodes, so I know there have been more that have come out since then, but I can't really talk about those because that would be spoiling things. Um, but just the first three episodes alone, the animation is pretty good. Uh, it's not amazing, um, but it's to be expected. It's the style that they've chosen. Um, it, it, they have fun Wait. little... F- what was that? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, they have fun fight scenes with the and interesting demons and monsters that they you know have, kind of have like this Monster of the Week thing going on. Um, and I'm interested to see where it goes. I trust the studio. I trust the director. And although in the first three episodes, it hasn't done anything to blow my mind. Um, I have faith that it will become a very good show. So for Ushio Totora, I am going to be passing it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, and boom goes the dynamite. So you will be interested to know that you're in for a long haul. Okay. Because it's 26 episodes long, and they've already announced the next section of it, which is going to be coming out next year. Okay. And the, and the, the that order thing I was playing in the chat accidentally was a was a 10 episode OVA, which aired originally in 1992. Oh wow! So this is back after over 20 years of being. Gone. Yeah. So this is one of those shows that had a revi- that has had a revival after being quote unquote dead for a long time. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, the first three episodes didn't blow my mind by any means, but I believe in the director and the studio so much that it's almost like they can't go wrong with this show. So oh, um, you think so? I, they can't. I mean, it's too it's too spot on for what they what you know, especially the director for what he does. Like this is exactly right up his alley. Okay. Well, we start off with a pass. Look at that. Yay! Look at us being positive and stuff. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, don't worry. It's about to get negative real so, soon. <laughs> I, I guess I'll go next. Sure, yeah. And I'm going to play this entire episode in the chat because it is, um, it is a special thing. So I'm, I'm doing an impression on this anime called Makura no Danshi. <sighs> And I don't really know what to make of this anime. I'm going to be honest. It's when we were doing our selections for this for the summer 2015 season, I said that I thought this anime was going to be one of the was going to be some weird experiment where you put the the laptop next to your pillow at night <laughs> and just like cuddled with your computer screen that had a pretty boy sleeping next to you on it. What does Makura no Danshi mean? Well, I'm pretty sure Makura means pillow. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Danshi means like boy, male. Pillow boys. Pillow okay. men. Pillow men. <laughs> okay. Which is exactly. Not pillar men. No, not pillar <laughs> men. not the pillar men from JoJo. No, not, not the JoJo men with their Speedos. Pillow, as in I'm sleepy, cuddle with me, man. And every single episode that I've watched, which was three episodes of this, I asked Chiaki, I said, is this guy hot? Because I, I don't quite know. I don't get right. it. Like, it's pretty obvious to me when some guys are hot. I can tell. 
right? Right. But these, they're like anime characters. I just don't know. So I asked Chiaki, and she was pretty much definitive that none of these characters are hot <laughs> at all. In fact, some of them were creepy. Okay. So, like, look at this character I'm, I'm looking at right here on the screen. It's this boy who is sitting on a bed talking to you with a pillow, and he's asking you, would you like to rub me to rub your shoulders or your lower back or what on the? your buttocks, as they put it? And it's just like this one-sided conversation. And the anime episodes are four minutes long, for starters. And they have an intro video, which is actually like a full video. It's like a minute. I don't so know if this episode is for girls. I don't know who it's for, but it's... I think this episode might be for certain guys. So the, so the first episode, it's this pretty boy wearing a hoodie on a bed. Who, he stays in this bedroom all day. Like, he's talking about how while, he, while you were at work or whatever... He was watching this cat sit outside the window. Is it, wait, is this me? And then he He's saw, watching a cat sit outside? And then he saw a beautiful sunset watching the, the blue sky mixed with the orange. And then he waited patiently for you to get home, yeah. wondering why you weren't there by my side. He's like, unquote. bro, I was watching this cat for like 45 minutes straight. It's insane. <laughs> so tell me, how was your day? You don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but I'm all ears if you want to talk. Oh my God, this is pathetic. <laughs> This is so sad. Like, this makes me feel sad. Is that so? Come over here. Like, as if you're talking to your computer. Closer, more. More. So you're working so much. You are such a hard worker. That's so admirable. Do, but you know, when you're together with me, I want you to know that you can be as lax as you can. Oh, jeez. And he's blushing. I'm just rambling on today, aren't I? Oh, my gosh. Today, I felt longer than usual while I was alone. So I was just acting a little spoiled. So this is so weird. What the hell is and the, going on? The second episode, you're supposed to be a drunk person in the back of like a business. No way. <laughs> and like the guy who's with you is this like businessman, and he's talking about how it's okay if you sleep until we get back to your house. Yeah, for sure, no, bro. I don't even know who you are. He's gonna like <laughs> rape you, um, Bill Cosby style. Oh. And um. Too soon. <laughs> and then the third episode was about like this violinist guy who. Is just playing the violin for you in like a music studio. That's cool. Thanks. So they're yeah. definitely not all like like holding pillows as this as this kid in the first episode is. I I this show makes me feel bad for people. Oh, for sure. Because like I, I I see what they're trying to do and who they're trying to reach out to, and it's it just makes me feel sad. What what should make you feel sad is that during the during the span of the time that I talked about this anime episode, I we we watched an entire episode of this show, including the intro. Wow. Which means that it's time for me to tell you that there's no humanly possible way I could pass this anime because it's about nothing. It's not even like one of those short three-minute shows that has kind of like a, just a goofy comedy plot. But it has a plot nonetheless. And I do have a question. Can we, set a, can we set a Patreon tier where we'll record you giving pillow boy speeches for like five minutes? Dear God. <laughs> why would you want that? Just you like just, just leaning over towards the camera like, hey... You look like you've had a really hard day. Why don't you tell me about it? <laughs> oh, really? Is that so? I'm just so happy I can be here with you. I You're a really you, special person. I want you to know that even though the, <laughs> the world might be a difficult place and your workplace might be really stressful and, and you might even have a really nasty boss, that it will always be a place of safety and comfort right here next to me on your pillow. <laughs> That's perfect. And that's just, and, and just ad lib. Yeah, oh, new, new Patreon Oh, here. I could keep going. 
Should I? I could just no, keep going. No, please don't. <laughs> okay. So trust me, after all this, after all these years of podcasting, I, I ad lib. I could handle a little ad lib. So needless to say, there's just no freaking way I could pass this anime. In fact, I feel like I was put through a lot of shame watching this bullshit. So shame, <laughs> shame, 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 <laughs> shame, <laughs> shame. Terrible. Fail. Bye-bye. I knew it was going to be bad, but I had to... I, I, it was like a train wreck that I couldn't walk away from. Yeah. I just had to keep going. Wow. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, it's going to... Oh, I can't stop watching oh, this. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> right, so I guess I'm up next. Um, I will go ahead and go with God Eater. God Eater. <laughs> no, is that, is that Snake like, Eater? Is that like... Yeah, is that like Snake Eater? Uh, not quite. <laughs> Would it help you do your review... If you played the snake eater sound, if I had like, if I had, if I had a little bit of this going on, (laughs) well, (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) So God eater is nothing like snake eater. What a thrill it is. But like snake eater, it did have, or not snake eater, but like metal gear solid, it did have a PSP game. By the same name, God oh. Eater. Oh, really? Ah, see, there's a connection. The the uh, only other the only just so you know the only other song I have on my on my thing here it, that has the word snake in the title is Snake Man from Mega Man Two, <laughs> or Mega Man Three rather. That's amazing. All right, so God Eater is set in a post-apocalyptic Japan in the year 2071, just like every other anime ever made. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the world has been mostly destroyed by mysterious monsters known as the Aragami or Aragami. Uh, an organization known as Fenrir was made to exterminate Aragami using God Arcs, which are weapons made from Aragami cells, which sounds a lot like um, the space show where they use the cells of the alien creatures to, f- you know, have those spears. It's all CG. Oh, Knights of Sidonia. Knights of Sidonia. Yeah. So it's similar to that. They have these weapons that they utilize the cells from the... There are those who are... They specialize in, in exterminating these Aragami, and they're known as... Those are the god eaters. Um, they're, they, they're god arcs. The weapons that they use can only take one form. Usually it's in the form of a sword. Occasionally you'll see people with guns, like giant guns. Um, but then there's these new types that can switch their weapons between sword and gun back and forth. They, do, they, do they pilot mechs? No. No, no, no. They just fight with these giant weapons. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So you have the new types that can do that. The old types are just to have one or the other. The studio that made this anime is UFO Table, who we talked about earlier in the show that does that claymation thing periodically. Um, I, they haven't done it in God Eater. I don't think they will. They've only done it with a few anime. But uh, So UFO Table is the studio. The director is uh, Takayuki Hirao, who worked on uh, – or was director on Gyo. And uh, Futakoi Alternative. Huh. So yeah, we just talked about that. Yeah, so there's that. So he's worked on a couple of things. Whatever, nothing too good. Um, episode one, you are introduced to the main character and kind of introduced to the whole setting and scenario. Um, you're on this in in this uh, base, like a military base. It's the Far East Branch, and that's where you meet uh, Lenka, or uh, however you would say that with a Japanese accent, Lenka, Renka, whatever. Because they can't pronounce L's, but they insist on naming people things with L's. Of course. Which is ridiculous. Um, so you meet him, and he is kind of this new recruit, and he's in training. And um, he's getting, he's finally getting equipped with his first, with his with his official weapon. Um, and 
he's training with uh, this kid named Kota, who you don't really see anything with him in the first three episodes besides this first episode. Um, so a battle breaks out. Uh, the Aragami infiltrate the branch, and uh, Lenka basically just, you know, takes off and grabs his weapon. He's like, "I'm gonna go fight these Aragami," uh, which leads you into episode two, where he's out there, he's trying to fight, he's getting his butt whooped because he doesn't know what he's doing, and this other like crew of experienced veterans that are god eaters come and start like you know kicking butt, saving the day, that kind of thing. Um, I will say the action sequences are are cool like it, they're fun to watch they're they don't happen as often as i would like or I, it's there's there there's definitely i would say some pacing issues with the show and that there's extended moments of like talking and nothing really happening and it, it's just it's 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 oddly paced but wow that but, sounds a lot like uh fate zero yeah but but when the action sequences are going on it's like oh it's pretty cool to watch um the art style is weird. I wish you could find a video of it, but I guess um, well, you probably could. On like, uh, if you just look up an episode on like anime. Hey, whatever. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. Yeah, like you can find just watch an episode. Um, but the the art style is kind of weird to look at. I I really don't know. It looks CG to me. I don't know. But the okay, where was it? Oh, so yeah. So he's out there. He's fighting. One of the other guys that are the veterans gets injured, and it's whatever there's a big battle and they win the battle and that's it battle over but he gets arrested because he disobeyed orders and went out to fight when he wasn't supposed to because he was just a recruit so he gets thrown in jail or he, he gets put in the hospital because he got beat up real bad and then gets put in jail um third episode there is another new type because it turns out Lenka's a new type as we mentioned and there's another new type who is on her way to the far east branch from like russia or something like that and she's coming through like an air ship and that ship is being attacked by just a giant swarm of these flying aragami. And so um, they're sending out people to go kind of protect the ship and to kind of uh, to bring her in. And so Lenka somehow gets uh, the okay to go do that, even though he's in prison. But they're like, ah, give him a shot, whatever, no rules. So he goes out with a couple of people from the, the veteran team to go, re- to go get her, save her, bring her in. Uh, they get out to her and... The, you know, as I said, the ship is just completely swarmed. She doesn't really care for their help, and she's like, I can handle this myself. And she's like, I don't want to go with you because they're like, jump on to the helicopter that we brought and leave the airship because that's screwed. And she's like, no, I'm staying here. Turns out the reason why she wanted to stay there was because there was a bunch of like injured civilians on the ship, and she's like, I'm not going to leave them, even though the orders were to only bring her back and screw the civilians. Um so they end up sa- staying and fighting off the monsters and saving the ship. And that's pretty much it. That Sounds like a lot happens. I guess. I mean, but nothing... I mean, it's just you meet the character. There's a battle. The battle's over. He goes and has another battle, and the battle's over. So, I mean, I don't know. You're introduced to a couple characters. One thing I don't like about this show is every single female character has their boobs just hanging out. And it's like, these are supposed to be warriors. All the dudes are, like, dressed up in, like, military gear. Of course. Ready to go to battle. But all the girls, it's like, their boobs are hanging out. They're, they're like, barely wearing shirts. Like, they're, you know, to where it's, like, just covering the upper half of the boob. And, like, everything below that is just naked. So, so Kazuo, like, people are people, right? Yeah. Allegedly. So why do you think that it is that anime is the only medium out there that 
that seems to consistently uh, and flagrantly display breasts like that. What is it about? What is it about anime that separates it from and from video games? Well, there's certainly a lot of video games that are like okay, that video, too. Video, but video I games will say that a lot of those video games are Japanese video games. I was gonna say video games not based on anime. Yeah, it seems like a really like a Japanese thing. Yeah, it's almost. like I mean, obviously, it's more more than just that, but it's it's certainly very popular in, ja- in Japan. Because because I, I don't see it in movies, I don't see it in and uh, on TV, I don't see it in music videos, I don't see it in you know most video games. Not yeah. even not even The Witcher, where all you do is bang chicks. They don't <laughs> yeah. have their breasts hanging out. Uh, you know, I, I, there's certainly a lot of like sexual frustration in Japan, as we all know. There's big issues with like yeah. reproduction and mating and things like that. So I, I'm not surprised by it. And and I hate to give the show bad marks because of that, but it it, it's just, it certainly doesn't help its case. You know, it's like if they at least were somewhat respectful in that regard it, it would it would give it some points in, but it's just I, I just don't like seeing that um and and it's and it's there's just nothing really to save it like it's not a bad show but it's just not good like nothing's happening and i don't have any reason to believe anything interesting is gonna happen um and i'm not saying it's a bad show but it's not good enough to pass but they look happily ever after of course, Elizabeth. What a pile of shit. Ken Alexander in the chat says, Welcome to anime. Boobs have to hang out. Yeah, I also saw breasts just have to be free, man. It's silly, though, because it's like these are, you know, warriors are going to battle, and, like, all the dudes are fully geared up, you know? like they're, It's dumb. But, like, girls are just, yeah. like, all hanging out, like, barely wearing a shirt. It's like, well, come on now. What are we doing? You're watching an anime about a, about a military operation or something. Yeah. Some kind of war. And you're trying to get into the into the groove of the war, into the setting. Yeah. Right. You're trying to you're trying to immerse yourself in what's happening. You've got all these badass male characters that are all geared up and with ghillie suits, or whatever they have. I don't yeah. know. And it's and, and then it, there's yeah. these chicks that ruin it. And that's the problem is that it's like I'm not against scantily clad women or males in anime. What I don't like is when it detracts from what the story is. You know, right. when it when it doesn't fit. You know, yeah. it's like if this is a story about soldiers and military that doesn't fit, it doesn't make sense. The reason why I say that is because the next show I'm going to be giving impressions on also can be very perverted, but it yeah. fits because that's what the show is about. Right. So, there's a, so, you're, so what, you're, what you're telling me is that, is that there's a time and a place for everything. Right. It, it's just like what it's just like that rant Chiaki had that I play sometimes about the bikinis because mm-hmm. bikinis are bikinis and... And story is story, but bikinis trump story. Right. So you can't have is that when she was trying to be the good cop, but just couldn't do it. Right. right exactly. <laughs> so it's like you, it's like you can't have a story and deliver a message or any kind of plot. Yeah. With a with a bikini girl's ass in your face. Yeah, you can't do that. It's one or the other. All right. Yeah. So, so have your bikinis or have your plot. Right. Not both. Okay. That being said, the next show I'm going to be giving an impression on is the. Uh, verbosely named Shimoneta to Iu Gainen ga Sonzai Shinai Takutsu Nasekai, which uh, is a mouthful. And what did it? What did I say it meant earlier? It Something was, about. Here we go. It's uh, a boring or... world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. So okay. Now I will I will give the disclaimer that I am generally not a big fan of perverted humor. I know. Um, 
as you know, I recently watched Golden Boy, and although I I know that's one of your favorite anime of all time, I I, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't a big fan of all the perverted humor. It's just not my thing. Um, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, everybody's got their things they're into. Uh, so this show, I'm just gonna call it Shimoneta, because I'm not gonna read that entire name. So Shimoneta uh, takes place in an alternate future. It's in Japan. And the authorities have cracked down on anyone getting caught using risk, uh, risque language or dis- uh, distributing lewd materials in the country. So basically, you can't say or do anything that might be viewed as inappropriate sexually. So it's China. I mean, well, probably it's certainly more strict than China because they also have they have like uh, wristbands and uh, neck bands that will monitor what they say and what they do with their hands. So if you're like drawing boobs, it'll detect that and be like, oh, or if you're writing down a, 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 you know, a sexual word, it'll detect that. And then like the police will just drop in on you and like, you know, throw you in prison. Um, so it's like a high tech 1984, but for sex stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So it's basically Japan, but even more repressed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, what? I think that's, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get Probably to that. the whole point. Yeah. Like the show is a comedy. It's a straight up comedy and it's over the top and it's ridiculous. But at times you're like. I wonder if they're trying to say something about, you know, how repressed Japan is sexually, you know. Um, and I'm, you know, uh, Chiaki's the one that always, like, is it has, like, is able to read into these things and, and give all the hidden meanings. Uh, I'm not really that guy, but I can I can kind of pick it up in the show, oddly enough. Um, so where was I here? Okay, so they're forced to wear these high-tech chokers and, and bracelets that monitor everything they say and do. There's a new high school student named... Uh, uh, Tanakichi Okuma, and he enters their the the leading uh, public morals school uh, to reunite with his crush and the student council president Anna. Uh, long last name, whatever her name's Anna. They only call her Anna. <laughs> so uh, t- uh, Tanakichi finds himself entwined with the perverted terrorist known as Blue Snow. Uh, she kidnaps and forces him to join her organization, which is SOX. Uh, and spreading semi-pornographic material across the city. So there's this terrorist uh, known as Blue Snow, and you've seen the pictures of her where she's wearing the panties on her face as a mask. Right, I've seen that. Yeah, that's her. And and her whole thing is that she is trying to, like, spread lewd material and free people from their, you know, uh, their 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 sexual bindings and things like that. You know, This so, like, is definitely a commentary on Japan, 100%. For yeah, sure. is what, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, um, so the studio is JC Staff, who's worked on a million and a half things: uh, yeah. Slayers, Utena, Azumanga Daio, etc., etc., etc. The director is uh, Suzuki Yohei, who directed uh, Aki no Kanade, which I'm not familiar with, and uh, <laughs> the Hentai Prince and the Stony Cat. Oh, I don't know if you, what? I, uh, so weird. That's a weird title. Yeah, yeah, he worked on a couple of things, um, and it's not a hentai. Uh, the hentai prince and the stony cat. Uh, so episode one, you meet the new the new kid, uh, Takanichi. He's going to school. He's on the monorail. Um, and there is a situation where I guess a guy is trying to, like, he's threatening another girl or something like that. Um, and he kind of, like, saves the day or whatever. It's, it's a weird situation. I don't recall. I watched this a while back. But um, he gets to the school, and he soon meets... Uh, this his classmate which is and if you're watching live you'll see the girl right now that he's sitting down talking to yeah she is blue snow but she is also part of the student council and is like this very proper and prim 
person but then when when she's you know not in school and when she's hanging out with uh with the main character here she is cursing all the time and all that and saying really perverted things like as often as possible and wearing panties on her face yeah and the reason why she can say such perverted things is because she has a cell phone that will block the signal of her collar for up to three minutes so she'll periodically just open the cell phone and then make a dick joke and then close the cell phone (laughs) like that's pretty funny yeah like she's unique she can't help it like she, it's she's so it's so compulsive like she's like i just have to uh have to, penis 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 <laughs> something like that and um so she she kind of recruits him against his will oddly enough his father was also like a, a what they call a terrorist but like you know somebody who's you know trying to express perversion and things like that and so he's like super against it but still kind of drawn to it um and so they go through a couple of different adventures. Like uh, I'm trying to th- remember exactly what happened here. I've got too many notes to read through. <laughs> um, like they 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 try to get kids at school to like have dirty thoughts because no one even understands what like how sex works. Like in the show, like there's this one girl who is a uh, she's like a real science nerd and she's trying to like study reproduction. And so she's constantly going up to the main character. And being like, how do you think it works? Like, it's, it has has something to do with like their their like their urine or something. Like, I don't understand. <sighs> so like, bad for these people. Like, they don't understand it at all. They don't get it. Like, there's a scene where um, the they're they're reading the you know they're doing the eye exam. Yeah. And like the letters spell out vagina, <laughs> or you know, and so they're trying to get them to say it. And like the 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 main girl who's like the head of the um the student council who's like the super pure innocent girl, is like vagina. I don't. What does that even mean? I don't. Did you say what did you just say? Oh, you know what I said. Chicken. Did they touch our vagina? <laughs> and so so they're they're just they're going on these things. They're trying to get they 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 there's this there's a big student meeting in like the auditorium, and they sabotage it and play this scene of these like two beetles having sex <laughs> what? and like all the kids are like freaking out and they're all like, Oh, what is this weird feeling I'm having? I don't understand From watching beetles because they're so repressed. They don't even any, any kind of it. it just, it's hilarious. Like, and, and, and it's funny that I'm saying it's hilarious because I'm not one that really appreciates this kind of humor, but it's really funny. Like there are a lot of times in the show where I just busted out laughing. I'm like, this is so over the top and ridiculous. You know, Kazuo, I saw three squirrels having sex all at the same time the other day. Yeah. One of them was mounting a squirrel <laughs> and then and then someone was mounting the squirrel that was mounting the squirrel. So there was a squirrel in the middle. Oh my god! Like I saw a, yeah, a squirrel I saw a, orgy. I saw a couple ducks going at it the other day. I was like, "What the hell?" You know, you know what's amazing is that like mammals that are that small, they they reproduce in like in like days. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Like rabbits can can produce a, a baby in like one week. It's yeah, ridiculous. So Bcom in the chat is saying that if I think it was over the top, I haven't seen anything yet. Now, yeah, again, I've only watched the first three episodes, so there's five out right now. So, um, it's certainly very funny. Um. And it's certainly very perverted, but as I said earlier, there's a time and a place for everything. Um, and this show is the time and the place for this kind of humor. And as you were saying, I think it also might have some social commentary well, with the way you know things are going in Japan right now. We talk about it all the time, the reproduction issues in Japan with the population shrinking and, well, and all that. It certainly, certainly sounds like it. So in a weird turn of events that I did not see coming, I am passing Shimonetta. So just... Do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! 
that's weird. Like, I didn't think I was going to pass this. I was like, I'm just going to watch this show and then whatever, fail it, no big deal. And I'm like, this is actually pretty funny. I kind of like this show. What's wrong? What am I becoming? Well, way to be unpredictable. Yeah. There you go. Just goes to show anything can happen at the Animatics. Okay, so I pulled the chat and I asked them a question. I said, what, which anime most deserves to pass? Okay. And the number one by far was Ushio Totoro with, with, 50, with 59%. Nice. And the second place anime was Shimo Neta, blah, 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 with 29%. Sweet. And the other two anime only got a combination of 12 total percent of the vote. So you passed. We passed the correct two anime right. today. Sweet. So, so good job. That That's great. Yeah. Of course, I didn't have to think much at all because mine was so obviously not passing that, <laughs> yeah, that it was no possible thought. No I chance. Just, yeah, basically. Okay, so good. Cool. So let's do... Um, you want to do a recap of the of the total anime that we have passed so far? Oh yeah, for do the you summer have that? twenty. I do have that for the for, for the summer twenty fifteen season. For sure. So I think we're up to six or seven passes now. We oh. have officially passed um, Senki Zesho Simple Gear GX. Right. We have passed Gate, Gatai Kanochi Nite Tate Kaidi. We have passed Gangsta. Gangsta. Which I think was uh, was an easy one. Yeah. We passed Aoharu X Kikanju. Sequel to Aoharu Ride. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, we passed um, Ushio Totora. Right. We passed Shimo Neta Toyu Gainen, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And um, I think that's it. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six passes. So we still have two more to do next week. Next week, next week we're going to be doing impressions on Gakko Gurashi. And Felix will be doing his impressions on Aquarion Logos. Dampo Kitan, Game of Laplace, and Akagami no Shirayuki Hime. So now we have two slots left. Is that right? Two. two we, have, we have two and more animated pass. Two more animated pass and four, four anime being uh, given impressions on next week. Right. That's correct. Awesome. So we'll just have to wait and see which two anime make the cut. So I'm, I, have no, I have no preconception of what Felix is interested in. At all, so we're just gonna have to completely wait and see, you know, what what his thoughts are. But so wrapping things up, we had a uh, a trivia in show trivia question. It was in Naoshka's film, or sorry, in Miyazaki's film Naoshka: The Valley of the Wind. What was the name of Naoshka's small fox squirrel? The answer was Tato. Oh. Tato was the was the fox squirrel. So, um, very cute, and with with many with many plush stuffed animals created in its honor. Okay, so that was the uh, that was a very fun and I think entertaining and manly and manly 288th yeah, episode uh, of the AAA podcast. So flex, flex. Thank you to everybody who uh, <laughs> who joined the the live audience. We got we were above 50 people, which is a good number for us. Sweet. So uh, thank you for watching live. You guys are great. It's cool to hang out with you guys. Yeah, of course. All the commentary is very appreciated. And you can, again, of course, you can find us at our website, www.aaapodcast.com. We're also on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And we're live every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, usually on YouTube. But right now, we're on Ustream until we get unbanned. Which is okay, except for the fact that it doesn't work. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work. But when it does work, it's great. And um, we are, of course, on Patreon.com, where you can get exclusive access to our hentai episodes, after parties, 
48-hour early access to the regular podcasts and several other interesting types of rewards. So go check it out on Patreon and, uh, and support the show. Okay, so we're going to see you guys next week. Looking forward to it. Yes. Hope Thank you, you. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. Have a good week, guys. <laughs>